The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! able to stop him with that needle of gun. Might be a tough landing. Oh no, good counter. Ricky was maybe thinking German suplex, but an excellent counter again. Uh-oh. Roll up. The roll up. Ricky. He's got him hooked deep. Oh, Shoes able to kick out. We got two accomplished wrestlers just giving it their all here, guys. Look at these moves. Juice sends out big sent on. Well, he got some height on that. He got I think got covers. Ricky able to kick out. Trying to intimidate the referee here as well. Look at Juice. Just back and step on Smith all the way up. Still on Stephen Smith. Oh my God, look at this. Stocks is trying to recover right now. Juice is Juice may be doing himself a disservice yeah, here with right. an athlete like Ricky Starks. Too much time for the referee here. Man out. Live on AEW Dynamite, this highly anticipated grudge match. Absolute Ricky Starks, rock hard Juice Robinson. Juice getting the better of Ricky Starks with those right hands to the jaw. Starks, he is rocked. He is reeling here, Taz. Yeah, sure. They go for big one. Oh, he missed it. Here comes Ricky. 
Ricky leaves his feet, connects with the lariat. Can't follow it up with anything, though, Excalibur. Look at him. Well, he, he definitely had a lot of offense put on him, meaning Ricky is right. trying to recover. That clothesline was enough to keep Juice down for a bit, though. This has been an extremely physical battle. You can see the effects of all that action on the outside, on the body, the back of Ricky Starks, those abrasions, those welts all coming to the surface. Yeah, that thing is welting up bad, and Ricky's up to his feet here. What a big Whoa. backdrop. What a backdrop. Damn. Ricky Starks using Juice's momentum against him. And now Starks charging in, big back elbow on the corner. Second win here for Ricky Starks, looking Ricky, great. The DDT, Juice Robinson got spiked, he may be out, no! Wow, what a kick out there, Starks almost had it. Did you see that, that unnatural angle that Juice Robinson's neck twisted at on that DDT? Oh, double leg by Juice. Jack that couple of got his go. I stack it. Oh, Starks able to kick out. Yeah, legs too strong for that. Just pushed up with those strong legs. Juice creates some distance. Starks anticipated it. Ricky Starks. Both the back of the head there on Juice. Starks up to the top. Good job. Yep, you see the sense of urgency. That's right. Get up oh, there quickly. Juice got the knees up, though. Yeah, he had something in mind. He was on the hop, was Ricky, but he got caught. Excellent counter with the knees by Juice. Now, once again, two great veterans. They know how to counter each other. This has been, in a short period of time, this has been a great match. Well, really you're exactly right, Siobhan. That's what happens with two guys with a lot of experience. You see this nip and tuck type match where it's kind of back and forth. Juice getting the knees up on that attempted splash by Ricky Starks, driving all the oxygen out of the lungs. And Starks, the cannonball in the corner. You can't breathe, you can't fight. No, you're right, man. I tell you, Scalper, right now, Starks couldn't even get out of the way. Ricky's in, Ricky's in dire straits now, it seems. Yeah, Ricky definitely is in, in danger here. And what the hell is Juice up to? Juice taking a big risk. Up to the top rope, could be thinking, work on Ronald. Starks gets driven down, and you can see Starks comes up favoring the back. Juice Robinson throws the He's lariat. got him, he's got him. Two and no! Good toughness by Starks to kick out. Look at the frustration in the face of Juice. Starks didn't have much left, but he had enough to kick out. And now Juice has had enough. Let's see what he's going to do here. Could be looking for that. Juice is loose. Robinson has had success with it before. Could be looking to put away absolute Ricky starts here tonight. Juice is loose. No, Ricky reverses. Roll up and no. Oh, to the throat. Chop across the windpipe once again. Oof, man. Looking to inhibit the breathing of Ricky Starks. Well, that's exactly what's happening. And he's done it. Juice is loose. No. Duck under. No. And the spear connects. Cover him. Starks, not done yet. He's thinking. Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Center of the ring. That's got it. Two, three. Here is your winner, Absolute Ricky Starks. A great back and forth battle, but how refreshing was it? Just, oh, uh -oh no. Uh oh, just, uh oh, oh. Just as I was about to compliment the sportsmanship of Juice Robinson, Jay White, a blindside shot. And Jay White, he knows Sean Spears isn't even here tonight. Ricky Starks has no backup. Yeah, this is after a grueling match with Juice. 
Jay White taking advantage. Bowling Club Gold sticking together here. That's what they're all about. Uh-oh. And Jay White. Come on, right after him. Starks had this grueling battle. Oh, look at Ricky. Yes. Ricky Starks. He's like a Rochambeau for Jay White. Jay White. No. Great job by Juice saving him. Bullet Club Gold once again using their numbers to torment absolute Ricky Starks. Starks gaining the victory on Juice Robinson. But he almost certainly has a date with Switchblade Jay White in his future. I'm the catalyst. You'll get your moment when I decide. And ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ames.
Hello, everybody. It is Saturday morning, and do you know what that means? Because uh, usually I have no idea. It means I'm asleep. Uh, but tonight, uh, it is, uh, it is, well, it is, it is Wednesday by proxy, and uh, you are listening to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. You are listening to the Wednesday Night Skirmish, brought to you by the PWC Network. I am your host, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Joining me tonight is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. A Greek among Greeks, an Olympian maybe, just don't run to him if a dingo eats your baby. A good friend to you and to me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the hell are you, mate? Shitty. Not gonna lie, I've had bad mic problems, I've had fucking dynamite problems. I mean, heck, I even had Rampage problems. And sorry, Chris, I know it's Saturday morning for you, man. But, uh, yeah, shit happens. I'm trying to fix this shit, nothing's going right for me. But other than that, I'm cool, I'm just happy to be here for the Wednesday night skirmish. Yeah, the Wednesday night skirmish. Saturday. <laughs> great, great show title. Um, uh, all right, well, before we get into wrestling, I wanted to say uh, rest in peace to a Canadian legend. Um, Gordon Lightfoot died the other day. Uh, if you don't know who Gordon Lightfoot is, he's uh, one of the greatest uh, singer-songwriters maybe of all time. He wrote, uh, well, his biggest hits were like uh, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and um, what else did he sing? Um, if You Could Read My Mind and... Yeah, a couple other things. Anyway, rest in peace to Gordon Lightfoot. Like I said, Canadian legend. And uh, he died just after he watched his beloved Maple Leafs finally get out of the first round for the first time in 17 years. So good for him he was able to make that. Oh, man. Rest in peace to him, man. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not too familiar about who he is. But um, nevertheless, rest in peace. What was his name again? Gordon Light. Gordon Lightfoot. Here, here, I'll I'll do a bit for you, and you'll know who he is. Okay. If you could read my mind, love, <laughs> what a tale my thoughts could tell. <laughs> I do know the song actually. Yeah, you know that song. Sure you oh, do. Well, so, uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Lightfoot. Oh, Lightfoot. Yeah. R.I.P. to Gordon Lightfoot. Rest in peace, like I said, Canadian legend. Um, well, Jimmy, it seems as though AEW has sold 60,000 tickets um, to the Wembley show. What do you think of that? 60? 60, six, zero, thousand tickets already. Wow. Clap, clap, not to the handicapped in, in this uh, case, but hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be one of the first guys to admit it. I said they'll be lucky to sell 50k. I'm being proven wrong. So over 60,000, eh? And isn't 60, it today? 000. Oh, no, last, yesterday they went on sale, correct? Yep. Yep. Wow. So do you think they're going to actually pull off 90,000? I mean, not pull off literally, if you know what I mean, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but are they going to get 90k in the stadium maybe, in England? I, I think maybe if like Anna J said she was going to pull off 90,000 people, <laughs> you'd get all those tickets sold. Touche. 
<laughs> Fuck it, I think I might buy a ticket if that was, if that was part of the package deal. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Oh, shit, that's great. No, but in all seriousness, congratulations to AEW and Tony Khan. I mean, they deserve it for that. I mean, no, yeah, 100%. I mean, 100%, man. I've got nothing I've got nothing snarky to say. You sold 60,000 tickets. Good on you. Fucking A. Fucking A. Hey, I, I can't hate on that, man. So, yeah, no, congratulations to them. And hopefully they do go the seller because I'll tell you now, man. I do think that WWE would... No, I don't want to say worried. But it looks good for AEW to sell out a whole stadium. And on top of that, I think it's good for professional wrestling as a whole. Yeah, I agree. I, and you know, like, hey, we're wrestling fans at the end of the day. I mean, we don't always love the product. I mean, we don't always love any of these products that we watch, mm -hmm. right? We have moments where... You know, even if you're an NXT fan, you're going to have moments where it's months and months and months where you're just like shaking your head going, man, they can't get out of their own fucking way. You know, I mean, I have said a number of times, I'm not watching Raw. I can't watch that fucking show. It's three hours of recaps. And I just, I, I just, every time I've tried to watch Raw over the last 10 years or so, I just want to pull my fucking hair out. Um... <laughs> Smackdown, uh, watched it tonight. Like I said, it's Saturday morning, so we watched. I, I already watched Smackdown. Um, it was fine. They're really lucky they had a good crowd in Puerto Rico. Uh, oh, was it, it in Puerto Rico? Was it? Yeah, because if this would have been in Indian Indianapolis, I don't think they would have gotten the same reactions. Mm. Um, yep. But well, hey, I mean that's that's how it is as a professional wrestling fan, right? Sometimes you love it. Sometimes you're shaking your head. But 60,000 tickets sold in Wembley, that's fucking awesome. Good for them, like I said. I, I have nothing negative to say about it. Whoop, whoop. Uh, good for them. Hey, whoop, whoop to TK and AW. Absolutely. Except, TK, don't get too excited, my friend. Especially after this past week where he's talking to all the big wigs at ESPN. Go back to your Nikon agent. Blah, 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 blah. So relax, son. You've done well, but you don't have to fucking, like, you know, hot dog it. Yes, stop acting like a fucking child. That's it, um, exactly. Just fucking be humble. Take it like a man. Not literally, but you know what I mean? Huh? And just, just, just be humble. That's it. Yep, and no sell this shit. Like, yeah. don't sell to the trolls. That's the thing. Like, you don't feed the trolls. You don't sell to the marks. Like bigwig these motherfuckers and act like you own a successful wrestling company right. you know what i mean exactly. I, I just and i mean okay he sold sixty thousand tickets and that's and that's great um if that's legitimate numbers i mean there's a good chance that a lot of that is uh scalpers right the there's also there's also a good chance i think a really good chance uh and people don't want to admit this but I think there's a really good chance that Nick Khan bought a lot of those tickets, or that Tony Khan bought a lot of those tickets oh. himself, um, and they're planning on reselling them. Um, and I don't know that scalper? for sure. I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> let's just say he could have been on some war parties with some Aboriginal tribes. <laughs> ooh, ooh, get maybe. it? Scalping. Get it. Scalping. <clears throat> that right. doesn't sound too good, though, uh, Chris. 
It doesn't. All right. I don't want well. to catch some heat, especially for my indigenous people in my land. Oh, I don't land. give their a land. <laughs> I don't. I. Is it their land? <laughs> you gotta get me killed. Is it, <laughs> is it theirs? <laughs> no comment. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chris! What are you doing to me, son? I'm just, I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> um, Shout out to all my indigenous friends out there. That's yeah, him, yeah. not me. It is, it's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoutouts. <laughs> hey y'all. Hey y'all. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on from the Aboriginals and the Indigenous, same thing, but whatever. Um, All right. Just like Australia, we'll move right along uh, from those people. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm really just... It doesn't bother me like it does to you two blue Aussies. Yeah. Well, those guys can all suck a dick. Um, Anyway, yeah, let's talk about Dynamite. Uh, Coming to us this week from Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, we're starting off with a tag match, um, which, you know, gives me my name for the week. Orange Cassidy is not a draw. Um, Tony Khan seems to really, he seems to really, really like the idea that, you know, he he should start his shows with Orange Cassidy every week because he's been starting his shows every week with Orange Cassidy. And, um, you know, they had less than 800,000 viewers for this week, so... Maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's what I say. Well, yeah, it is a bad idea, but he continues to do the same thing week in, week out. Uh, TK, do you care about ratings? Because if you do, why do you stick to the same goddamn formula? Which is not drawing for you, like you said, Chris. Plus, yep. let's, be, let's be honest here, Chris. This was a piss-weak dynamite in terms of star power, dude. Yep, and... And just lots of lots of silly mistakes that didn't need to be made. And well, we'll get into it. Bandito and Orange Cassidy with the disputed era. That would be strong and cool. Um, versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Chris Jericho is going to be on commentary. He comes out wearing the brick the Britt Baker uh, black eye T-shirt. This caused some consternation online this week. Um, people were saying, "Oh, look, it celebrates." Uh, it celebrates violence against women, and I just was oh, kind of like, "Fuck off!" That's what <laughs> what are you say. fucking talking about? Like, it's a stupid fucking shirt, but I mean, what? <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the IWC, YWC. Actually, no, 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 it's not the internet wrestling community. Let me take that back. Just the community of the internet that people don't even know who Britt Baker is truly think, Chris, that she is. A victim. Have you read that shit? People who actually think she's been beat up by her man. Like, why? Why would they I have no that? idea? Because because that was trending. The shirts are selling like hotcakes, apparently. That's what's in right now, Chris. Can you believe that shit? I can't believe that. And also, I can't believe that Adam Cole's capable of beating up anyone, <laughs> even Britt Baker, so... Um, but also like, like, dude, like I've watched combat sports my whole life, right? Like you see t-shirts all the time or whatever you see, uh, uh, like if you buy fight DVDs or whatever, you'll see pictures of Mickey Ward bleeding while he's fighting Arturo Gotti, or you'll see, you know, blood pouring down from Muhammad Ali's eye against 
you know joe frazier or whatever that this that's what this is like that's what combat sports is you're gonna see people with a black eye sometimes why like i i honestly was just like what the fuck is people's problem and if the first thing anybody thinks is like if the first thing somebody thinks when they see that t-shirt is uh domestic violence uh, you're the problem dude like you're the problem if that's what you think of when you first see that i think most people would see that shirt and just think oh that what what indie band t-shirt is that like that's all true it does and look I'll admit, it kind of looks cool, but Becky Lynch has already done it before, okay? Just well, saying. right, and I mean, she already did it before, so what, right. I mean, where's I mean, the difference? Where's the difference? And on top of that, doesn't Britt Baker always get beat up? You know, wasn't there a teacher? She was bleeding. Now she's got a black guy. She's always got a fucking bump, but you know why, Britt Baker, either you suck or you're the workers that you work with totally suck because they're always hurting you. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think that those are both kind of true. I think that most of the people she works with kind of suck, and I don't think that she's as good in the ring as she is on the microphone. I think that uh, in terms of charisma and stuff, Britt Baker is their A1 star. But, I mean, in the ring, she's all right, but she's always getting hurt or hurting people. So It's true, man. It's absolutely true. So, yeah. Um, Teach... All of them had to work. Something. TK, go and get some trainers. I mean, fuck. Just uh, pay Lance Storm whatever he needs to reopen the school and send them all to Lance. He'll be serious with them for a minute. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, as this match was starting, as this match was starting, I was seriously questioning. I mean, how how in the world is are they going to keep all of this weight contained? Like. Oh, you know, this whole right. group together, they, they probably weigh as much as the big show by himself. <laughs> like, just one big show. One literally big show. Yeah. Anyway, Roderick Strong uh, throws chops to start this match off like he's fucking pissed off. Um, I was kind of impressed with Roddy, to be honest with you. I think if he, he could good. talk a little bit. I think if he could talk just a little bit, he could be something really important because he he works with some fire in this match. I don't know if it was just, hey, I'm new here, let me let me show out, but I really liked his work in this match. Well, you said if he could you know talk a little. How about if he put on a bit of size a little too? Then he'd be a great like. I'm just saying he's he's pretty skinny, bro. Yeah. I mean, my one of my chests. Like, one of my picks is bigger than both of his. But yeah. <laughs> in saying that, though, he did look great in the ring. And, heck, I'll say it. He was the guy of this match. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, he was definitely the one that stood out. Um, early on and, here, everyone... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to say, I find it interesting that he has his NXT theme also in AEW. Isn't that weird? Yeah, there's a couple of guys who have been able to sort of keep right. their music or keep something similar which is good for them. Um, Anyway, early on here, everybody gets in the ring and Aubrey Edwards uh, stands there with her hands in the air, literally with her hands in the air, like, oh, what are you going to do? I don't know what to do. Um, Aubrey, that's your job. Like, your job is to say, get the fuck out of the ring or I'm disqualifying you. If you 
are if you're if you're standing there with your hands in the air because you have no idea why everyone's doing what they're doing and you can't get control, that means you're not doing your job well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you're doing such you're doing such a bad job that it's almost Jeez. like you're a podcaster actively working on his microphone while they're trying to record a show. You know why? Because I'm a banana. How much louder do I sound now? Now you sound way better. For fuck's sake, I had it the wrong way around. Oh well, yeah, that's. Uh, that's <laughs> I just realised. Fuck, shoot me, just shoot me now, pal. Not literally, but you know. Sorry about that, Chris, and to everyone watching. But no, I, I just sorry. noticed something was off. Had to get it done. But anyway, continue. Well, good. Uh, now we're all fixed, and you do sound much better. Um, Thank you. And listen, I know that I know that what I'm talking about is more of a kayfabe thing, right? Like. Aubrey Edwards, you're the problem. Um, but I'm sure she's being told this is how they book things. This is how they want their referees to act. But I mean, this just looks bad. It, like in reality, it's probably more TK's fault than it is Aubrey Edwards. But I mean, in kayfabe, not a good look for Edwards. I think you disconnected your mic. No, 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 no. I was on mute. No, no, it's not a good look for Aubrey Edwards. As a matter of fact, Chris, I was actually putting D <laughs> through the ringers of uh, showing her the great masterpiece that it's called Brett the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13, right? And um, I couldn't help but notice during that match, and yes, it still does hold up. I watched it about two years ago the last time. It held up then. It still holds up now. Still the best match in WrestleMania history. But yes. I just want to point out also, you know what's funny, Chris? Ken Shamrock knows how to be a better referee. I kid you not. That's what... No shit. I've already... I know that match back to front, right? Yep. But I was concentrating on other aspects of that match and I couldn't help but notice how good Ken Shamrock was at being a ref because he knew where to stand not to put himself over during right. the match he was always in the sp in the spots where the, the camera guy is not there, like showing him. You know what I'm saying? He's quick, uh -huh. always moving. But Aubrey Edwards, who's a fucking ref, legit, an actual ref, still doesn't understand the freaking job of being a referee. Yep. Well, and the other thing great about Shamrock was when he needed to say something, when he needed to get involved, he got involved in a way that was believable. And you know why? Right. It's because Ken Shamrock spent a decade as a mixed martial artist actually interacting with real-life referees who would tell him things like, Ken, if you fucking do that again, you're getting disqualified. Yeah, it's true. You know? that, and, Absolutely. I mean, that had some balls, that had some like oomph behind what they were saying. And if they said, hey, stop that, they meant fucking stop it. <laughs> it's you know true, I mean? man. They don't make them like they used to, dude. And like I said, when, when you notice that actual referees don't know how to do their jobs, actual referees, and then you've got someone who's an MMA legend, a professional wrestling legend, that can do a better job than you, I'm sorry, but that's an issue. It is definitely an issue. And I mean, yeah, that match, it's hard to compare anything to that match because like you said, it's the best match in WrestleMania history. I think in terms of storytelling, it's the greatest wrestling match of all time. Um, I know other people have other things that they like, but in terms of telling a story just physically, I don't think there's a better wrestling match in the whole world. Um, 
Anyway, let's get back to a match that's not that great. Um, something we basically never said during Bret Hart's entire career. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Garcia at one point does a little Alex Wright dance. That made me laugh. That, that actually made me laugh. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was that an Alex Wright dance? You think that was a little bit of an Alex Wright dance? You know, I, I don't think it was quite as good <laughs> as Alex like, Wright. Yeah, uh, you know what? I never thought about it during that time, but now you make me want to go back on it because I didn't think of that. But maybe you're right. I have to see it again. Yeah, go watch it. It'll definitely give you some Alex, some some Wunderkind. Uh, <laughs> das Wunderkind. <laughs> that's Das Wunderkind. Uh, that's and it. then Berlin. Gosh, I liked Berlin. Yeah. I wish they underrated. Would yeah, man, I wish they would have picked him up after the merger. Well, I know I don't understand how WWE actually did it. You know what would have been great if he was in the future now with Volta. Oh, That'd sorry, Gunther. Imagine yeah. that. Behemoth Berlin, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Asha, Asha, whatever he fucking used to say. I can't even, I didn't even know what the hell that was. That you know, he'd speak German, German at first. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was just uh, nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. But yeah, no, I thought Berlin as a gimmick was very underrated. And if they went all in, pun intended, with that Berlin character, you could have gone all sorts of routes with it. But unfortunately, we didn't get that. We had the wall with him. Yeah, the wall. Yeah. The wall. The wall and Berlin. Ha <laughs> 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 That's why. Anyway, that's WCW for you. <laughs> anyway, that's at one point. At one point here, Hager tags in, and he's selling that it's, like, really hard to physically control Orange Cassidy, who's <laughs> stretching to try to make a tag. But Hager was really having to push back and, and hold hard to to keep Orange Cassidy. Listen, Jake Hager is a legit fighter, okay? Undefeated. He's a, he, he's a very good wrestler, as in Matt-based. He's extremely NC strong. NCAA former champion, dude, former winner. Right. I could keep Orange Cassidy from making a tag if I wanted to. <laughs> I no think comment. He could probably keep <laughs> Orange Cassidy from making a tag if she wanted good to. So <laughs> good chance. That was just stupid. Um, everybody lays out everybody. They do the spot where one guy hits one guy and then another guy steps up and hits that guy. And then the other guy steps up to hit the guy that just hit the guy that just hit the guy. And they all just lay oh. everybody out. I hate that fucking spot. Oh man. I, like, I know it's popular. I know people like it. I always, every time I see it, I'm just like, this is so fucking dumb. It is, but it's AEW, Chris. I mean, yeah. Think about it, man. Right now, professional wrestling as a whole, including WWE, is totally sucking, dude. It really is sucking. It's kind of disheartening, but AEW, it's getting worse every week for me. It really is. Actually, I, mean, I dare say, Chris, this could be the worst episode, period, of 2023 for, for Dynamite. That's how bad I felt this was. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Okay, well, continuing on here, tag rules mean nothing at all. Cole wins with the boom shot. And right away after the pin, he rushes out of the ring, uh, rushes the stage, attacks Chris mm. Jericho. Um, I didn't mind this. Uh, it seemed like Cole was really angry. And you know what? I mean, if somebody had just beaten the shit out of your girlfriend, you'd be angry, right? Like this, it made sense that he wanted to get at Chris Jericho. And um, yeah, I, I liked this part. I didn't like the match very much, but I did like that, like, 
it wasn't like Cole was standing up on the apron and screaming at Chris Jericho. I'm going to kill no, he you. He was trying to get at him. He literally just rushed out of the ring as soon as he got the pin and was like, I'm going to get you now, motherfucker. So. No, that, that I agree with because he actually, even during the match, he was actually trying to get at Jericho, not mm-hmm. giving a shit what was happening around him. He just wanted to get at Jericho, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is great. Problem is, I would have had a weapon by this point, from, or even by the week before, I would have had a, a baseball bat, something, yeah. after lead seeing pipe. what... Right, <laughs> the good old lead pipe, whatever. But no, no, no weapon. But other than that, I, I did like what he was trying to do and what yeah. he did after the match also, but we'll get to that. Yeah, it was good. I liked, like I said, I liked the attack. Um, I didn't like that as he's getting pulled away by security or whatever, Chris Jericho was like following him down down the ramp. And then afterwards, Childish Britt Baker shit, came bro. up and slapped him. Uh, and I mean, slapped him down too. Yeah. And I just... If Britt Baker can slap down Chris Jericho, then Chris Jericho <laughs> probably shouldn't get another win as a professional wrestler. Like, no, he shouldn't. Because, and I'm surprised that he'd give that to her because he doesn't want to put anyone over really Jericho and AEW at this point. I, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest, man. Jericho is there for Jericho. That's it. You can call the Jess his proteges all you want. That's bullshit to me. It's all about Jericho, hence the fucking name, right? Yep, the Jericho Appreciation Society. I mean, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's basically like, how would you describe it? He's an energy vampire. He basically <laughs> he, he figures out who's got a little bit of heat on the roster, and he just sucks that out of them for as long as like he a can. Succubus. Well, I mean, look at Ricky Starks. Right, he was starting to get <sighs> over a little bit, and then Chris Jericho's go. I want to work with him, so he works. <laughs> he works with. Ricky Starks for long enough to just drain that fucking guy of all popularity, and then he moves on. That's Chris Jericho at this point. That's Jericho, man. I mean, the goat, eh? Actually, as a matter of fact, me and Jeff was were talking about Jericho. I want to ask you a serious question before we move on. I don't know if you heard it, but I'll, I'll ask you the same question. And you're Canadian, so is Jericho one of the most overrated guys? You know, some people call him the goat, but Let's be real, Chris. If you had to think about your top 50 or even your top 100, all right, would Jericho make your top 50? Look at all of the, the, the annals of pro wrestling, right? Not annals, annals, right? In all of professional wrestling, does he really truly make the top 50? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, you know why it's a tough one, Jimmy? Not because of like what he's doing now, because I don't like what he's doing. No, no, now. I'm I not basing it off now. Forget that. And I haven't liked what he's been doing for, well, pretty much the entire time he's been in AEW, to be honest. But I mean, look at some of the things that he did that were really, really great, right? Like the like. Um, the list of Jericho was great. Well, the list of Jericho was great. Um and then most of the stuff that he did bef- before that with uh, with HBK, I didn't like where he was wearing a suit and that. Oh, when he punched uh, HBK's fucking ex, uh, actually not ex, but his wife. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for that. Uh, but hey, he was the universal, he was the you know undisputed champion. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night. That was pretty cool, um, doubly but, cool because nobody expected that to happen. Right, but. 
what did he do with those championships? He, it was a bad run. Let's be honest, dude. When you really think back to that time, mm-hmm. it was great. He won it and all that shit, but he wasn't really a draw as champion. I'm no. sorry. He just wasn't. No. Not yet. He, he anyway. wasn't. But again, like a lot of that was creative, right? Like people right. weren't giving him a lot. And that's what I mean. Like it's hard to judge Chris Jericho because there's so much of what he did wasn't great, but so no. much of what he does what he what he did was so great i was watching back some of like the old nitro episodes when hey he was, that was great i love these shitting fuck was he good man absolutely he was so fucking good he like he was easily the most entertaining part of nitro for <laughs> i don't know a year you know like i agree even with his mock-up even flow theme do you remember that yep i do <laughs> by pearl jam even yep. flow but it wasn't you know the vocals yeah. or anything like that it's yeah. just the you know the instrumentals <laughs> that mocked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so i mean i don't Funny know shit. man like i think chris jericho just on like just on the length of time he's been where he's been you have to consider him in the top 100 i see you said it then top 100 sure absolutely does he break the top 10 20 I don't think so, dude. Uh, Even 50, I, you struggle to get to the top 50, bro. Yeah. I, I think, it's, again, if it's a personal thing, I think Chris Jericho is probably in my top 20. I, I cause, oh, Because okay. when I was a kid, you got to remember this, right? Like when I was a kid, I, I preferred WCW. And part of the reason I preferred WCW is I'm a Canadian kid named Chris, right? <laughs> so they had Jericho and Benoit on weekly, and they were always putting on great matches, right? True. So I like for me personally, and again, like I watched it. I loved those guys anyway. Right. I loved them automatically because they're a Canadian. They're Chris. I even had like when I was a kid, I had a really bad temper. So Benoit was like my dude. Right. Oh, no. And you weren't going around the schoolyard doing these ones. Were you? No, no. And again, <laughs> again, like when I was young, before before I got into high school, I was the shortest kid in class. Like I, I had like a no. hell of a growth spurt. Yeah. What? Like now I'm. Yeah, now I'm 6'1", and I'm 230 pounds, right? Like, I'm a big dude now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me you were the shortest motherfucker in school. Yeah. How tall were the other kids? It's not like everybody was super tall. I was just short. Like, I was wow. really short when I was a kid. Interesting. Yeah. So when did the spurt happen for you? How old were you? In 7th or 8th grade. And it wow. wasn't until then. Yep. All the way up until 6th grade, I was the shortest and skinniest kid in class. Like, I... I was just a little rake and um (laughs) so i mean i was a so i was a short canadian named chris (laughs) with a bit of an anger issue so like i i know everybody has their opinions Uh, on benoit but benoit was my fucking guy (laughs) when i was a kid because it was like yeah there's a short Uh, canadian named chris with a temper that's fucking awesome god Um, damn it chris Right. Oh, see what I'm doing there? I'm think I'm saying Chris now, thinking of Chris Benoit too. <laughs> hey, I'm I hate say what you will, but I, I was always a fan of Benoit too. And as, as far as WCW goes, I hated WCW initially, but come around '96, that's when I totally preferred WCW. Totally, like that was my preferred show. I'd watch first, then watch Raw after the yeah. fact. You yeah, know what I mean? Too. So. Me too. That yeah, was, I'm that with was, you there. That was definitely my way of doing things too. And listen, 
again, for that maybe year or so there, Chris Jericho was legitimately the most entertaining thing about the show. I mean, he'd come out with his fucking hair, like, done <laughs> up, like, looking like girls' hair, and it was just like, man, this guy is a fucking tool. And everything that he would say and that. do was so dumb, but so entertaining. <laughs> do you remember that time when he was having, uh, like, uh, he wasn't actually feuding with Goldberg. He was sort of, like, pretending to feud with Goldberg. The but Goldberg at one point, zero. at one point, he was, like, he was he was like, all right, now let's go to the ring. And he was with, uh, what was this? Ralphus, Ralphus, Ralphus. Yeah. And he was like, all right, let's go to the ring. And then they spent like three segments of him trying to find the fucking ring. Like he kept getting lost <laughs> yeah, 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 being yeah. like, oh no, it's over this way. Oh no, it's over that way. I and fucking he, love Chris Jericho. And he, was, and he had his era. hair up like that at the time, you know, yeah. the fucking ridiculous yeah. fucking whatever that you want to call that. It looked like a and, fucking spout on the top of his head. It was so and, good. And he had the Jericho one Goldberg zero, like at yeah. the time the shirt, but it was man, Ralphus and Jericho. I don't know how that fucking like came about and whatnot. I, I actually I do know. He was the truck driver. As a matter of fact, yeah. he was the truck driver for WCW. Yeah. He was like delivering the rings everywhere. And one day he just looked at him and goes, Hey man, how about I have this guy as as my I don't know if you want to call him manager, valet, what the fuck security. was he? That was oh yeah, security. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. And, but man, it worked. I don't know why. It just did. I mean, Jericho is as goofy as fuck during those times, but in a good way, like in an absolute great way. And he knew it. He was playing up on it. Ralph was just looked like a fucking goof, right? A mentally challenged goof at that. And a yep. fat one too. And just it just perfect. went hand in hand. It was perfect. I would have loved to have seen... Unfortunately, though, that was the time where he was kind of on his way out too. Like yeah. not, not too far away. And I just wish he stayed around a little longer with that gimmick, or at least had brought Ralphus over to WWF, which would have been great. Imagine that, him debuting with Ralphus with The Rock, like being in the ring. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been <laughs> fantastic. And you know what's even cooler, though, about that feud with Goldberg? There was a lot of truth to that shit. Goldberg wouldn't wrestle him, legitimately. No, so I he was I've... playing up. Bischoff just let him do whatever he wanted to do for some reason. He had free reigns in WCW. Even he was surprised about it. So he would literally like pick on Goldberg to the point where, you know, I want to wrestle. But it never happened until WWE at Bad Blood 2004. Yep. Or well, 2003. Even, one of the. And, and even know. when Goldberg got to WWE, there was still they fucking, fucking punched on, bro. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy, and all because of all the bullshit that was happening in WCW before that. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Wow, it's great. I mean, I fucking love that. Anyway, speaking of wrestlers that I love, uh, Brian Danielson uh, is giving a. He sent in a video package from backstage. Um, where he says that there was a wrestler, there was a wrestler. I don't know why he doesn't just say Bret Hart. There was a wrestler who said that he was the best there was, the best there is, and the best there ever will be. Well, I'm a better professional wrestler. I'm a better professional wrestler than that wrestler. And I was just like, why don't you just say Bret Hart? Like, <laughs> I understand. Everyone sucks Bret Hart's dick in AEW. Let's be real. I don't think he wants to also be one of those guys even though it was clear as day who he was referring to. But, you know, everyone wants to be a Brett Mark suddenly. I thought everyone was a Shawn Michaels Mark. But no, apparently everyone switched. They must Good. have just found Bret Hart matches, dude. 
Good. I'm so thankful that we're away from (laughs) fucking sexy boy and back to the excellence (laughs) of execution. Speaking of sexy boy, I was watching some classics, like I said, and um, sexy boy was off his face, bro. Oh, dude. Like all the time, but just seeing it now, I'm like, fuck, he looks fucking trashed. Bro, for real. It's like so much of that era back then. He was just out of his fucking mind high. (laughs) Like, uh, I mean, savagely, bro. I don't know. What do you know? We got... <laughs> we got Homeboy Eddie. Jesus Christ, it's late, fellas. I know it's my bad, bro. It's only I 11 for you. Shut up, Homeboy. Yeah, but... Hey, speaking of Homeboy, because it's been hard to get in touch with me lately, um, let's do a show, man. One of your shows. Just tell me when, what day. I'm down this time. I'm free. So, yeah, let me know. But anyway, sorry, Chris. No, it's all good. He's free, like bad chorizo. Um, Ooh, I like chorizo, though. So do I. Um, <laughs> anyway, Brian Danielson says he's better than Bret Hart because he was able to build off of the legacy from Bret Hart just the way that he thinks that they're someday going to be better wrestlers than him. Hell, he even hopes that this little shit, uh, Wheeler Yuta, <laughs> that is, was better than, is better than him someday. But I, was I, he better than this guy? I'm going to say the likelihood is low <laughs> that he's going to be better. That Wheeler Yuta is going to be better than Brian Danielson. You know what, man? Just get rid of this guy and just have it. Because I know it's initially like a Team WWE fucking faction, right? Mm-hmm. Get Yuta out. Bring some other WWE stooge. I don't know, but yeah, fuck Yuta. Fuck Yuta. Um, yeah. 100%. And That's a, was- that should be his gimmick. Fuck Yuta. Fuck Utah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I I don't know. Or he should just he should just like become a Morin, and then he can change his name to Wheeler Utah. That'd be great. <laughs> With the U T A H. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he? He's not from Utah, is he? Or is he? No. No. Okay. All right. It would have been fucking great if if he was. But you're right. I. Absolutely, I'm with you on that one, man. 100%. Have him just come out with like a shirt and his name tag. <laughs> hey, it's professional wrestling, man. You can kayfabe that shit. He's from Utah. That's fucking you know awesome. I mean? <laughs> That's <Okay>. great. <laughs> All right. Anyway, pat, pat, pat yourself on the back for that one, Chris. <laughs> Seriously, there you uh, go. <laughs> Moxley says that the BCC are just a couple of blades looking for iron to sharpen themselves. He ain't lying. Iron is in blood, right? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you on about? Um, and the elite I'll... should be thankful for the BCC helping sharpen them too. Uh, <sighs> next week, it, there's a cage match between Mox and Kenny, and that's going to be bloody or something i i don't know this fucking this whole thing was like shut the fuck up well first of all chris i know this for a fact dude but they announced this match i'm talking about kenny versus moxie last week originally for this week i don't know if you remember that right and it was supposed to be for the u.s united the iwgp united states championship bro i saw it right the graphic what which one of them is the fucking Oh, uh, Kenny. Kenny's the IWGP United oh. States champion. But fast forward, suddenly not only did we not get that match, but suddenly it's in the cage, which is news to me, and I don't see it being for the IWGP United States Championship anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Both, both of those things are fine. Being in a cage, I think, makes sense. Like, And is this supposed to be the blow-up? With them. Or- uh, 
they could be blowing each other, bro. I just honestly though, like, is this is this the blow off, or are they going to fight at the pay per view too? Because it's a weird, uh, like, a cage match is a blow off spot, right? Like, you don't want to just do a cage match. And it makes sense considering what they've them to have gone through, right? So a cage match is only natural as long as it's a blow off, like you said. I have no idea what they what's happening at the pay per view with either one of these guys, but one thing's for sure. You wouldn't know that Double or Nothing's coming up. You'd think it's all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how piss weak is this pay-per-view so far, bro? Pretty bad. We'll get into that too later with the main event. Um, We shall. Anyway, next up here, we've got Soraya versus Willow Nightingale. (sighs) I I gotta be honest, man. Soraya looks fucking great. I I don't know. Uh, You want me to be confession? Do you want me to make a confession? Like my thing with Soraya comes and goes, man. But like comes and this goes week, indeed. This week was like, mm. I'll admit, I, I was looking at her kind of like that. But you know what was going through my mind? Hmm. Spit roast, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm kidding you not, man. I, I just think of that scene with Xavier Woods going in. I mean, you know, DPs and all. Yeah. There's some. Double pen. She, she's fucking. She's English. I know the UK is one of our highest listeners, by the way. Shout out to the UK. But even you motherfuckers got to admit, she's a uh, <laughs> number one spit roast from the UK. And she's got UK teeth. I'm sorry. Her teeth are pretty bad. All right. Well, I'm, I'm anyway, just saying. Just like saying, I said, it like, comes and yeah. goes. Sometimes I, I'm not feeling it. But tonight I was like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but she, she's very white, though, dude. And is it just me? She's like a dirty crack whore, bro. She looks like... Do, do wow. you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that? I mean, no. What? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> in a good way. I know, that sounds bad. Don't what kill me. What the fuck do you mean Don't kill me, everyone. Way. Like, she's good looking, but, but rough good looking yeah. if that makes sense no, right? I get it. she looks like a regular person but just a really hot eh, regular person yeah but you know bitch that, that hits the shit a bit too much but but it's all good like you'd still throw it in you know what i'm saying i think that's i think that might actually be true about, about <laughs> well she was yeah, not too long ago fuck. with uh you know mr the boss himself el patron yeah, in alberto del rio alberto <laughs> el patron del rio alberto <laughs> Alberto Patron, yeah, Alberto the boss. Patron. Um, <laughs> if he was Italian, it'd be Alberto Petrone. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Willow doesn't seem to get what she's meant to be doing in there. She missed a drop kick, uh, barely touched Soraya with a chop, uh, made Soraya wait around while while Willow was Quiles. on the top rope. She was she was yelling at the outside hers while. Soraya was basically waiting for her to turn around and jump off the top rope. Um, I don't know. You don't know? First of all, I will say this about uh, Nottingale. Is it just me or she lost a little bit of weight? Yeah, m- maybe. Maybe that's bad for her, though, because she's not. I think like, so? she, she didn't do well in this match. Um, the outside hers continued to get involved from the outside, obviously. Ha, ha, ha. 
Um, Willow rolls up Soraya, but the shoulders aren't down. Refs, ref counts anyway. Oh, God, thank you. You reminded me. That irked me bad, dude. I hated that. You're fired. Yep, fired. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. You get back to the back. Fired. You're fired. We can find another fucking ref. And he checks on the shoulders, too. He checks puts on his the shoulders. In. Right. Tells her, tells her the shoulders aren't down, and then drops to his knees and starts counting. What? Fuck. So unprofessional, these guys, man. Like, bro, that's even a good excuse for a two count. That's a good excuse for not, for not. Oh, well, no, not counted at all, bro. Right. But that's a good excuse for a two count, right? You go, you go down for the count. You go, no, shoulders aren't down. They readjust so that the shoulders are down. And then he goes one, two, and then you can get on commentary. And then the people on commentary can go, oh, if she would have hooked the shoulders earlier, she, she, she might've got her there. I have no idea, bro, but it pissed me off. And it's supposed to be their senior official that did this shit. Just dumb. Just dumb, 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 dumb. And it, it creates a cool little story in the match of, oh, she could have got her there, right? They panic, like, bro. Yeah. I feel like they panic. Like, that's the only thing I can come up with. He checked the shoulders. He knew the shoulders weren't fucking down. But he mm. goes for the fucking count anyway. I, just don't count it, dude. What are, you, what are you worried about? That TK is going to fucking fry you? I guess. But, I mean, again, if I'm the referee and TK's pissed off at me for not counting it, I go, TK, that's my job. I'm a ref. Yeah. Did I mention that uh, Soraya is all elite? Whoa. Whoa, what was that? What was that? What was that? <laughs> that wasn't me. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. Ooh. It's fucking that late night skirmish That's the here. Blackpool Combat Club for you. Legit. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right, Soraya wins uh, in the she end. She wins all her, the time. With her good night finisher. Uh, <laughs> good night finisher. Yep. The good night finisher. Uh, you notice it's pretty dark back there. Oops. Oh, Stop it. <laughs> all right, the heels beat up Willow after the match before who gives a Sheeta makes her return. Oh. That's what i got to say. I was falling asleep dribbling. It looks like she's joining the group, which I actually think would have been great booking. Uh, but then, no, Hater and Baker get in the ring to beat up the outcasts. Uh, and uh, Sheeta helps the originals. It turns out she wasn't joining to begin with. And then uh, the faces oh. spray paint the heels. I Man. Here's why you don't Baby do this, faces. Jimmy. Here's, <laughs> no, here's why you don't do this, Jimmy. That angle that they that they did there where the heels beat up the or, or where the faces beat up the heels and then spray paint them that is a finish to a story that is the end it is. of a heel faction that 100%. is that that is WCW finally prevails and the NWO mm. are no more that's what that angle is you don't fucking do that angle unless you're completely done with the outsiders. But they're not done, bro. No, of course you not. Know, you know they're not going to be done. Going. But you're 100% correct. This is how you end a feud, right? Yep. But Heat's not gone in now. AW. Heat's, Heat's gone. all gone. And all who gone. cares about Sheeta? What fucking for, man? Yep, exactly. If they would... Again, this is one of those things where like... This could have been so much better if they had teased, right? 
if they had shown Sheeta talking with them in the back. Yeah, look, she infiltrated them literally for a short a, time. A right. couple weeks ago or whatever. And somebody was like, oh, what are you, why are you talking to them? And she was like, I, they, they are just on my friends <laughs> or, or something, right? Like you, you have it, you have her play hey. it kind of coy with them or whatever. And then like you do fish. this. <laughs> and then you do this angle. It could have worked out. But having her just come out and then them be like, oh, yeah, we're friends. You're going to join us. Why did they think that? Why did Soraya yeah. hug her right away? What what was where's the logic there? If I'm Soraya and an AEW original, which Sheeta is, comes out as I'm beating the shit out of Willow fucking Nightingale, I'm going to beat the shit out of Sheeta, too, because <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck you're doing out here. Why are you here? Fuck you. And I, I must admit, when I saw that, I'm like, really? Like, I fell for it at first, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, nah, why she? That doesn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. And then I saw the other bitches coming out from the back and shit. I'm like, oh. even worse, makes me run and roll my eyes th yep. throughout this whole segment, dude. Honestly, dude, at least if Sheeta had joined, we could say, hey, there's some interesting progression, right? Well, like, it's a swerve, literally. Yeah, it's a swerve. Maybe it wouldn't have been the best, right? Like you said, it would have been right. like, why the fuck is she joining them? But at least next week, you've got an opportunity. Again, if they had done that, at least next week, there's an opportunity for Sheeta to come out and explain herself. Why am I joining these people? And then it grows the heel faction. They're even stronger, right? That. You know, right. she could come out and say, you know, you you will call me AEW <laughs> original, but uh, I make my name in a Japan, you know, like with that Julia belt, whatever it was called. Do you remember that? That Rosa Julia fucking championship that she had? I can't even remember. Something like that. That name. Sure. I don't fucking know. But uh, like you could have <laughs> done something really interesting there. You actually could have progressed the story, too. But instead, it was just, oh, the heels are stupid. And they got swerved, and they and got the their baby asses faces kicked. are even dumber. And they got spray painted. They got, yeah, they got, yeah. I'm not going to say it. Don't, don't. They don't. got painted. All right, let's just put it at that. And why the fucking gangrene fucking paint? That was weird. I mean, because they've been spray painting everybody else in green. But like, I know, but wasn't it more green? If you know what I mean, this is look, looked a bit fluoro yellowish. Mm. All right. Anyway, B bad booking. Because, like I said, this is the end of an angle. This is not a progression of an angle. This is your 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 heels now have already gotten their comeuppance. What's the point now? Right. I have no like, idea. You don't touch Bobby the Brain Heenan until the end of the feud, right? <laughs> you don't. You don't bury the Undertaker until the end of the feud. You don't douse Stone Cold in beers after the <laughs> end of the feud. Like, you don't have the heels who have been spray painting everybody get their asses handed to them and then spray painted until the end of the feud. It's fucking dumb, man. It is dumb indeed. And, uh, I I just don't understand. Can I ask you something, man? Has yeah. AEW actually ever done a swerve before? Like an actual swerve? An actual swerve, like proper. I can't think of one, dude. Hmm. Um, really? I, maybe I'm just not thinking of any because they're not good. <laughs> but okay. the last one I can think of 
is um, it's actually winter is coming when Sting showed up. Not Sting showing up, but the thing that was a swerve was at the end of the night after Kenny won the title, um, they're they're running they're running in the back right, and as they're getting in the limo, Don Callis says, "We'll see you Tuesday night," and then Marvez goes. Oh yeah, but we're on Wednesday, and he says, "No, we'll see you Tuesday night on Impact." Right, right. That yeah, was a swerve. But is that yeah? But is that a, a real swerve? When I say swerve, I mean storyline swerve. Like you know I said, I mean? man, it's been a while, a long know? time. I can't think of one. I'm sure there probably has been, but I'm sorry, I just can't think of any. If anybody that's listening, like you know, on the download, especially because we're on late, please let us know. Like I want to know. All right, so, you know, tweet us at the PWC network and let us know because I can't think of one. I neither can I, man. Neither can I. Um. Anyway, the the House of Blackened Thrones in the Darkness <sighs> uh, set up a trios fuck fest for later. I, I this <laughs> was you a, say I'm bad. <laughs> this was a fucking abomination, bro. Whatever the yeah. fuck they were talking about, the rules are... What can, were they talking about? You can only be out of the ring for 20 seconds if you go out from the bottom rope or blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, uh, and then Julia Hart's delivering uh, her lines as, uh, if she's, as if she's giving a fucking infomercial for the houses she's selling later. What the fuck? Like, Julia Hart, like, Julia Hart really needs to take some fucking Denzel lessons. Keep your mouth shut and your eyes open. Yeah. First of all, that's what went through my mind. When she started talking, it ruined the whole fucking promo, man. She should have just shut the fuck up, right? Really. They don't need her to talk Mm-mm. about what the boys are getting up to. Mm-hmm. She's already got her own fucking feud with, what's her name? Anna J, whatever the fuck. She's not even Anna JAS anymore. She's just Anna J again. Not even part of the Jess. They don't even tell you why she's not part of it, but it doesn't really matter at this point. Yep. Point is, Julia Hart has got her thing with Anna Jess, whatever the fuck her name is. Meanwhile, the House of Black, awkward blackness of darkness of the swords, whatever the fuck. I, I didn't mind the promo. I didn't have an idea or what idea they were talking about because, let's be honest, so it's going to be like a dark match, the first ever House of Malakia match. I, I, I don't know what it's called, but you know what it is. It's a freaking no disqualification match. That's all it is. Why bill it like it's something new when it's not? It, and it's well, it's the match that's next. They were literally setting up this fucking this fuck fest abomination of a over the top rope team battle royal thing. That's what they were setting up. You see, were they in the match? No, they weren't. Yeah, because this was meant to be like okay, whoever wins this match can challenge us for a wrestling match or whatever. But like, okay we'll get into it but it's just fucking ridiculous like i said this was an abomination of a fucking over the top rope challenge basically here's the teams the lucha <laughs> brothers with Eho del vikingo oh, hobbs C-Man. solo and qt marshall the acclaimed <sighs> with daddy ass the dark order butcher and the blade and the brit <laughs> and the brit and oh, the boy. varsity athletes Oh, so they're a thing now. No more trust busters. The, and the varsity athletes, didn't we just have the fucking varsity blondes? 
Yes, we did in uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, what's the other kid's name? I forgot. Griff Garrison. Oh, Garrison. Griff Garrison. Right. So Griff that would have. That would. So if Griff right. and Brian aren't in this fucking faction, why are they calling themselves the Varsity Athletes? I, I have no idea, but I will say this: Josh Alexander looks fucking great right now. He's lost a lot of weight and he's shredded, man. But that's irrelevant. The point is. I the thought Ari Davari looking athletes of this whole fucking group was that he's group, got he's got yeah nobody. yeah for real you're right no fuck Ari Davari I thought he was the the lead of the Trustbusters I guess he's not anymore but I would just have uh what's his name Josh uh John Alex Josh Alexander whatever the fuck his name is and yeah. fucking um Nice as a tag team that's it have Davari as a manager or something. But he doesn't need to be part of a trio. They don't even need to be part of a trio. So I think Alexander and Nice actually look good as a team. I think they've got potential to be a good I, team. I don't think this company needs a trios title. I, like, no, I know that's why they threw them on the ground, bro. They don't even give a fuck about it. I'm talking about House of Black. They just tossed them to the ground. Yep. Shows how um, much they care. Anyway, I... Uh... I, I did like the the little rap that uh, that, oh, that Castor funny. gave. Um, he he I can't remember the lyrics, but he basically said like the Dark Order has been like in the exact same fucking position. They still have no friends in the last no three black years. friend. Oh, no, no black you. friend. Yeah, really funny line. I <laughs> that like was that. Funny, that was very funny. And also, I must say they they claim totally buried. <laughs> Mr. Pentagon fucking L Zero, literally L Zero, because he's nothing now. Mm. When he done his, you know, Zero, he did the Zero, 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 and then fucking <laughs> Bowen scissored him. That was awesome. That, that made me laugh because he was acting like he's electrocuted, dude. He was like, scissoring. <laughs> that killed Penta, dude. That was done. I was like, oh fuck this guy. I can't believe I was even a fan of this guy. I could not great. care less. That was great. That was great. Though, yeah. You know what? If you want to rehabilitate Penta, just have him break away from his brother and bring Vampiro in as a fucking mouthpiece oh. for him. Oh, remember the feud them two used to have in fucking Lucha Underground? It was a bloodbath. So bro. fucking good. So that's, fucking good. That's when uh, Penta Dark was born during that feud too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no. let's talk about this match. I have this is literally my notes here. Anyway, the athletes are eliminated first, which is a great <laughs> microcosm for AEW. Ugh, unbelievable, we wouldn't want bro. the athletes, to, the people who actually look like professional wrestlers, to, to have any success here. Um, unbelievable, man. Hobbs sells a double super kick, because why the fuck not? Yeah. Why not, Chris? He's literally put on his knees and given a double super kick, and then he just and holds no sells. <laughs> no sales. I laughed at that. You know what? He shouldn't sell to any of these fucking losers, bro. They're all scrubs. Then do it consistently. He should have won this on his own, bro. Really. He should have I knew the acclaim was gonna win it. It was obvious, right? But he should have won it. It would have been great booking for him, for sure. Like everybody else gets eliminated real quick. You know, hit you know, QT and Solo get eliminated real quick, and then Hobbs just fucking goes ape and eliminates everybody. I mean, hey, you wanna rebuild you wanna rehabilitate him after losing the title the other week? That would that would go a step. That would be a step in the right direction. It would be, but that's not what's AEW. 
Right. Yeah. So Butcher Blade and British Guy are the last in with the acclaimed. So of course the faces are going to win because they are going to face the House of Blackened Darkness. So why would it be the Butcher, the Blade, and the British Guy against the House of Darkness? Or Blackened Thrones, or the whatever the fucking fuck their actual name is. <laughs> can we, can I ask, Chris, is there a slight possibility that we could have new trios champions here? Because I feel like the acclaimed and daddy ass is starting to get over again. Yeah, but I think that they're... You know what I think, honestly, with the acclaimed? They don't need the tag belts. They just need no, consistent they don't. booking. That's all they need. Because they can get over with character. Like they, They're one of the only teams, they're one of the only acts, really, in the whole company that are actually over with character to the point where they don't need the prop. You just well, need to have them on TV every week. Well, put it this way. I mean, if you looked at the fans in the crowd, there was more scissor, scissor shit than anything else probably in that crowd, dude. For real. I don't even think it's close. Uh, there you go. So that yeah. should tell you something, man. But we'll see. We will see. Um, Sammy and MJF are backstage laughing it up. <sighs> I gotta, I gotta be honest. These two were entertaining me most of this night. I, I like their stupid little fucking back and forth. I do too. The kissing's getting ridiculous, though. You know what I mean? Like too much kissing and that's the point, though, much... right? I like, know. But... As heels, they're meant to like push a button where you're like these guys are fucking retarded but yeah exactly that's what was going through my mind dude spot on what you just said because all that i was thinking of is are these other three dumb cunts literally that fucking gullible that mjf is just going to manipulate everyone to get what he wants like because they're so dumb they can't think right mm-hmm. like they're just retard they're retards they're just dumb asses right mm-hmm. but uh yeah we'll get to that later but anyway we will. All right. Uh, Kenny Omega and Don Callis have a tape from backstage. Uh, <laughs> from last week. Kenny looks bored out of his fucking mind. And I'm also, while he's hanging out with a video camera and Don Callis, he's shirtless. Take from that what you will. Mm. It looked like last week's dynamite, literally, bro. <laughs> anyway, he's backstage with a with Don Callis and a camera and he's shirtless. Right. Cool. And he's got um, welts on his chest. Yeah, so... <laughs> Did you notice that? Not sure if they're uh, maybe taking one of the... I'm not sure if maybe he's playing the part of Paige in, like, a video that they're producing. Anyway, I'm not... Whoa, 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 Settle down. Who do you mean by Paige? Which Paige? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Soraya. <laughs> whoa, 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 what happened there? Yeah. Just swap out her Don't face say that. pennies. That's... Why did you have to say that, bro? Do you want to really put you off, Kenny? I mean, there's I, not I a could, lot you I can could. do. I can make it worse at this and, point. And, and you told me been... the story. Oh, did I? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a, a certain video, though. I think you've told me about it. Yeah. Because I think we had this conversation at one point where you were like, "Do you want me to really fucking put you off, Kenny?" Well, you know who put me off? Shoutouts to you, Eric Santa Maria, because this guy used to be the ring announcer for Ring of Honor. He used to work with Ring of Honor. And he knew Kenny personally, and we became good friends, funny enough. That motherfucker hated the fact that I loved Kenny so much that he had to show me fucked up shit that you really can't find on the internet. And I'm like, fuck you, Eric, you prick. But I love you still. It's all good. But fuck you for doing that to me, man. Gross. Kenny, you're yeah. weird. Um, He's weird. Anyway, Wardlow versus Baltimore Bob. Oh. 
Um, that wasn't actually the that wasn't actually his name, but they're in Baltimore, so I I figure we'll call him Baltimore Bob. The TNT champion dominates and he wins. There's basically zero fucking crowd reaction. Maybe even none. A bit booing like none, mm. none, bro, none. Like I felt bad for him. You know what what, what went through my mind this time? What's that? It's gonna sound. You're gonna laugh, right? But I don't know why I thought of this because I never thought of it before. But now that he's got short hair, he reminds me of a young Spiro, our old boss, Chris. Oh yeah. Do you see where I'm coming from? That's what I went through my it. mind. He's I'm kind like, of a useless fuck. fuck yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? He's looking. No, no, you know, no. You're look- you're just saying. I'm saying, fuck you, Spiro. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, daddy's listening anyway. So <laughs> I hope yeah. not. Imagine that. But anyway, yeah, that's what went through that's my fine. mind. So, that's fine. so useless so, or not, so he treats case. us the same way everyone in the world treats his podcast, and he doesn't listen. That's great. Well, he's out of the game now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Good riddance. Oh, I'm not sure right. how you. I'm not sure how you say that. How do you say goodbye in in Greek? Yasu. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yasu, motherfucker. Which also means uh, hi. So you can okay. use it as both ways, yeah. Or if you want to say good night, Galinikta. Galinikta, Spiro. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, so Wardlow gets on the mic, and he says Christian and Luchasaurus can come out right now in Baltimore oh. for a match for a match uh, for the TV or TNT championship, and he'll defend against <laughs> Luchasaurus. Uh, Christian comes yeah. out to say that... Uh, no, no, no. The match won't be happening in Baltimore, which, hey, that's just that's what heels do. Heels 101, no, you don't get what you want, crowd. Um, <laughs> and the title and shot doesn't belong to Luchasaurus. It belongs to Christian Cage. I love this, but so I've got a I. problem. I've got a problem, though, Chris. There's still okay. an issue. He's supposed to be putting Luchasaurus over, is he not? Mm-hmm. So why is he the one that's going to get a title match? Well, here's what you can do. He can help get Wardlow over again by, okay, he beat a legend, right? And then they can set up for a match between Wardlow and Luchasaurus, which helps build those two both up a little bit too. It'll be an ugly match, bro. I think it will be fucking garbage. But (laughs) the match against (laughs) Christian... I imagine Christian will, will, will carry him to a decent match because Christian is a fucking excellent professional wrestler. And see, you just said it, right? You can't have two guys, right? And I'm not talking about Christian now. I'm talking about once they go to the Luchasaurus match. You can't have two guys that, A, don't know how to lead a match, B, don't know how to put on a decent match without having a good worker there with them to hold their hand. So you're going to put two headless chooks, literally, against each other in a match eventually he's going to be an abomination man like you, they're not ready to have this sort of type of match unless it's a quickie cool problem is if you go that way you're just destroying whoever, whoever they're trying to put over right like as in whoever loses so Luchasaurus you're trying to get him over but it's not really working right Wardlow, you know that's not really working, and the crowd don't even give a fuck anymore. He's starting to get that Ziggler heat now. Have you noticed that? Which is bad because yeah, everybody late, loves Ziggler. Right. This is late stages uh, Ryback reaction. <laughs> Everybody's kind of going, oh yeah, 
And it's not his fault. It's the company's fault. Well, They've done this, bro. Booking. And you know what, right. man? I, I want to actually, you brought something up, and I want to I take a second, and I want to make sure that people understand this when they're listening. We are very rarely, and I mean almost never, are we just flat out burying talent. Like, no, man. Most of what we have to say in terms of like, okay, this was fucking bad. Most of what we're talking about is the booking decisions. Um, the, this last time I was on Impact Attack. Um, Great show, by the way. Kinda, thanks, man. That was kind of getting on me because he was because he was he thought that I was burying Jay White for the segment. with. Oh, Commander. he told me. He told me these two. Yeah. Not even and I'll close. Listen to it. Not even close. Jay White did everything you could possibly expect a guy to do, given his assignment that night. My point was the assignment. 15 fucking minutes against commander is bullshit if you're trying I to agree. build a fucking star he so, disagrees for some reason but i don't see it i he he doesn't like that was the thing like I, like sorry Vic. after we had like a bit of a conversation he was he sort of said to me like oh i thought that you were saying that jay white wasn't good in this position and i was like no, no 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 jay white did great and actually i think both jay white and Juice Robinson have a lot more to them than I thought they did. Um, they both have impressed me in what I've seen from them. But the fucking booking decision to have them go 15 minutes against Commander opening night, bad. I actually agree with you. And he tried to explain it to me why I shouldn't agree with you here, Chris. But uh, I see where, where he's coming from, but... Uh... But it's Commander, though, man. Like, I get what he's listen, saying, but and it's listen, Commander. Listen, Vet is fucking awesome, and we love oh, you, Vet. But, like, absolutely. sometimes sometimes it's okay if you're wrong. Like, you know, <laughs> just because you're a Vet, just because you're brilliant, doesn't mean you can't sometimes be wrong. We're, we're, we're going to hear it from him this week. You know, I, I know. He listens. I, know. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw great, uh, I saw a great fucking tweet today where somebody said you know bin hameen is like one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling and he deserves so much more than he's ever gotten in the business etc etc all of these things were true and then he said i mean he also and then the, the person said i mean he also thinks that the curse of oak island is a good show but not everyone bats a thousand i mean hey we okay. all have our fucking things where that where we think one way that's just fucking stupid or whatever but like yeah i don't know vet nuclear now you, chris nuclear awful, <laughs> awful fucking booking <laughs> yell out to the ayatollah himself and the boss man over at hmg and channelattitude.com and shout outs to vinnie rude too we love you guys obviously man they're, they're our boys yeah but we gotta call it how we see it he ain't wrong i'm that's saying what chris. we do that's, that's what it. we do exactly um, all right. Speaking of things that aren't great and can can be great, or TV shows that are great, um, it, you know what would be a great fucking TV show is <laughs> well, I honestly I honestly want a half hour segment every fucking week of <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and oh. the rest of those fucks helping around the chicken farm. <laughs> I, I want a thirty funny. minute fucking I want a thirty minute <laughs> fucking segment every week. That oh, was fucking awesome i mean that I, was perfect wrestle crap well yeah that's exactly what it was it was wrestle crap but nobody does the wrestle crap like these guys do right now man i mean ain't jeff jarrett great ain't he great, ain't he great? <laughs> i'm just and you know what got me over the baby was over bro 
the baby, baby was the star. <laughs> Did you see when fucking Singh was holding the kid at towards the end of the vignette? Yeah. Right? And the kid was just had this look on his face or she, I think it's a girl, right? It's a boy. Um, oh, it's a boy? Yeah. That oh. was that was very clear in the fucking segment cuz But they were saying it, it's a girl, bro. Singh said Singh said, yeah. "Oh, what a beautiful baby girl." And Mark <laughs> yeah. Briscoe just reacted by going, "Boy." <laughs> well, the kid had the most funniest like get me the fuck out of here look period that kid's a star and it's not even one years old yet it looks like i mean that kid knows what's up man so shout out to junior briscoe over there he's got a lot of kids bro good good more <laughs> more briscoes in the world is a good thing and and um, daddy briscoe no shit he's a lot better than you think bro if you ever saw him in ring of honor during those days dude he's a star i kid you not he, he's absolutely fucking funny well, shit! I would love to see a a, a final deletion match on the fucking oh. chicken farm at this point. Oh. <laughs> um, they look similar. The compounds, bro. Yeah, I mean they're farms. They're, right. they're awesome. Yes. I really fucking loved this. I mean, I mean, like I fucking loved this shit, man. This was awesome. I mean, sing and fucking, especially the part where he, you know he's old man and fucking Mark. Are talking at towards the end and be like, I'm not worried about lethal. Yeah, I, I'm I know. About I know those you've other known Jay. I know you've known lethal for for a dozen years, and he's all right. But those, but you need to watch the rest of them, especially that silly that silly bastard in the overalls. And he's like, which one? <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. And you know what they're trying to say? I mean, I don't sugarcoat it because like you'll kick my dog, but I totally get what they really mean. And shout out to all our Indian listeners because we got a lot of them too. Yeah, you know I'm only playing. You, I'm only playing. Come on. Shout out to you guys. Absolutely. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't even care. This was fucking fantastic. TK, do more of this. Less 15-minute matches, more 30-second <laughs> videos of these fucking guys helping out on the chicken farm. Awesome. Absolutely agree. All right. Coming up next here, we've got uh, Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Um, rock hard. Juice Robinson, Chris. Rock hard. Um, rock hard. Juice Robinson made me laugh a couple of times in this. <laughs> Just the way Dude. that he sometimes shouts out the name Ricky before he tries <laughs> yeah. to hit him like, with Ricky! stuff. Ricky! He's always he's always done that. Always. Even before this gimmick changed. Like it's almost like he's talking Japanese, but not. He's talking English, but screaming it out like it's Japanese sort of thing, if that makes sense. Awesome. I, I liked it. Um Starks and Juice fight on the outside a bit here, and I can't help but wondering if that would have seemed like a bigger deal if everyone in this company hadn't done so to start every match over the last three fucking weeks. <laughs> AEW, baby. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what this shit is. But do you think it was too much of a 50-50 type of match, or do you think this is how it should have been? Um, Probably a little bit too too close because what White they're building close. towards is starks versus white right and so if you're building towards the the boss match right the final battle type thing then you should probably go over the underling a little bit easier than this starks wins with the rochambeau he doesn't him and robinson are both good professional wrestlers i like them both they don't rough. have great they don't have great chemistry together though in no the ring. and they were hitting him each other pretty hard bro there's some spots yeah. where I was like, Oof. it was pretty stiff and it didn't look good so no. even the know. ron shambo looked bad the way it was 
executed, bro. Yeah, it looked. It kind of looked to me like Robinson wasn't sure how to take it. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, um, Jay White run runs in to beat up Starks, but Starks he was literally Jay off. White. By the way, if you get what I'm saying, what he was wearing all white. <laughs> oh, he was. Yeah. Um, At first. And yeah, so I mean, the way that this the, the way that this story plays out is. Like I said, Starks beat the underling, and he'll get a shot at the main villain. Okay. Um, sometime next. I've got a real issue with these AEW bookings. They've got there's a pattern now. Yep. They try to put over all these guys just to have the guys that they've just worked on, right, for the last few weeks on getting over for one of them to lose in the end. Yep. So who's losing? If you get Jay White losing, that's bad business for me. But if you get Ricky Starks losing also, I feel like that's bad. This match is bad business right now. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. And actually, I, I really think that what they ought to do is take a lot more advantage, especially when they've got someone coming in who's a quote-unquote new star, right? Like they think Jay White is – they think he's a difference maker. I don't know if he is or not. I know he's talented. I love Jay and, White, bro. So I think I know, he can be – and I know that basically anyone can be a difference maker if you book them properly. Um, listen, one of the worst professional wrestlers that I've ever seen, at least at a high level, Bill Goldberg sucks. He sucks. He's a shit wrestler, and he always has been, but he was a huge deal because they booked him right. And he understood kind of psychology in the ring. Like, it didn't matter if it was a bad match. You were always intrigued because it's Goldberg. Who's going to beat yep. this guy? Like, yep. you know, he was t- they were telling a story without even having to tell a story in the ring, bro. Yeah. Literally this is the, something AEW doesn't know how to do. The bookers were telling a story while Goldbergs didn't even know what the fuck was going on in the ring. That's, Literally. that's good booking. That's really That's great good booking. booking. That's fucking great booking because they know how to hide the weaknesses, right? Yep. I, I mean, Hulk Hogan. Accentuate the positives. That's Think the about- fucking point. Think about that match, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan versus Goldberg on Nitro at the fucking Georgia Dome in front of 45,000 people, 50,000 people on a Nitro, mind you, right? These two guys are the two, two of the worst professional wrestlers. And I say that term like I'm not because really they're two of the best like workers in some ways too, but especially Hogan because Hogan understands how to work a match without making it looking good, but it ends up being great because he just totally gets all the psychology and how to tell a story in the ring with just doing absolutely as less as possible. Yep. One of the greats at doing that, right? And look at that match. Still, not only was the whole world intrigued at that match, the match really sucked, right? But it didn't matter because it was everything around that match that made that match so memorable and great, dude. No, it was booking. It was 100% booking what made that match. Which, again, like, that's what you need to do for Jay White. Anyway, what I was going to say is if you've got a guy coming in who you want to build as a new star, you have him go over somebody who's an established star, somebody who's already over so that that guy can get over and your star doesn't have to be, be, you know, tamped down from it chris jericho eating a pin is not going to injure chris jericho christian cage eating a pin is not going to injure christian cage right and there's a number of guys on this roster who if they eat a pin so fucking what who cares right 
Exactly. But, but you can but you can get a guy over beating that guy, right? Like, you know what I mean? If you would listen, I, I know I'm like spitballing here, but if you were yeah. to have Christopher Daniels come out and if it and if it would have been Christopher Daniels versus Jay White as Jay White's first program, you right. have you have Christopher Daniels come out, you have him get a couple of wins on TV. Right. While Jay White's showing up and like looking at him and telling him like, I'm, you know, I'm coming for you kind of thing. Right. Then you have Christopher Daniels go over Juice Robinson. Then you have Jay White beat Christopher Daniels. All of a sudden it means something because he beat he beat the guy who he was coming in against. He beat Christopher Daniels, who's a legend. Christopher Daniels doesn't have to fucking get hurt or anything because he's already as over as he's ever going to be. He's fucking Christopher Daniels. Right. It doesn't hurt him. But the way that they've booked this is like Ricky Starks is going to come out of this looking worse because he has to eat the pin. And if he doesn't, then I just give up on on pretending like AEW has any idea what they're doing. If if Ricky Starks doesn't eat a pin, I don't even know what the fuck to tell you about AEW. They are they are completely without any hope. Without any hope, man. And but again, see, and this is the trend. Jay White, first of all, the guy is a great talker. Have we seen him, other than the vignettes, right? Have we seen this guy cut a promo in the middle of the fucking ring yet? No. We haven't. Can you believe that shit? The fact that, I don't think TK even was watching Jay White in New Japan. I'm convinced. And, And you know, honestly, the best thing that him and Juice Robinson have done the entire time that they've been in AEW was that 30 second promo video that was like a week after Jay White uh, debuted. And honestly, I said to you, like, I I watched that video and I went, oh, all right. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Jay White's got something. And even Juice Robinson basically looked like a fucking crazier version of Matthew McConaughey. Like, that was good. (laughs) Good one. I liked it. I really did. I really, I came away from that 30 second video going, oh, yeah. This could be something. And then they've completely dropped the ball with it. Why not continue to have little 30-second promos with these guys? Because they're idiots. I mean, the first thing they should have done with Jay White and even fucking Juice Robinson while they're together as Bullet Club Gold, which is fucking ridiculous in a way, but I get it, is have him cut... Dude, like a fucking Hall and Nash fucking type of promo. You know, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Why yeah. couldn't we do as something like that? I'm sure he was watching those days. I'm talking about TK. Why can't we get a promo like that with Jay White? You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here, right? Yep. Cut a fucking promo. <laughs> but no, the guy that can talk has not cut a promo yet. They put him in, in a shitty instead, match. They instead, they put him in a 15-minute match against right. Commander. Commander Pants. I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's what goes through my mind when I see that idiot. But honestly, bro, 15 fucking minutes. I'm sorry, Vet, but come on. You're a Jay White guy too, but it's, it's ridiculous. This and guy should have... It's great right. work from Jay White. Everything he's done has been good. No. The great. booking. The, the booking. booking. It's not Jay White's fault. It's the fucking booking. And right now, he looks happy. I'll give him that. Right? He seems kind of happy. But the more you keep doing this shit to the guy, no one's going to give a fuck. Yep. You're booking him as not even a star right now, bro. He's in mil he's in fucking tag matches. Yep. Most of he's, the time. He's just another guy on the roster right now, and that's not a good place to be in this no, company. It's not. 
All right. Well, um, MJF is backstage. He tells Jack Perry that he'd be better off with a spot next to the throne. Uh, Perry <laughs> refuses. Perry refuses, but this causes problems when uh, Darby comes in and says, what was that about? Jungle Boy says, nothing, don't even worry about it. Um, they have a little bit of problem, etc. I really... I thought of a, I thought of like an interesting line that I think that some champion should probably use at some point. I know that somebody's probably used like variations on this or whatever, but it's I, wrestling, I, bro. It doesn't matter. I mean, listen, MJF would be as good as anybody else. Although I think that maybe Roman would be even better for it. But if you're going to give this promo where you're telling somebody, listen, like, why don't you just, why don't you just join me? Right. And we don't have to fight. Right. I or, can see you now, Roman. Or, right. yeah. or go ahead and let's fight. Right. But I would really like for some champion to use the line. Listen, you have two choices. You can earn the crown or you can bend the knee. But it's going to be me standing across from you one way or the other. And you know what he means by bend the knee. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's famous for bending knees. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, you're right. 100%. You know what? I dare say this. I would have loved to seen a finger poker doom situation with Sammy and MJF. I think they've cut this shit. Actually, we'll get to the match. I better not go there yet. All right, well, let's 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 get there, and then we can talk about it afterwards. I really liked the mixed the mashup song that they had here. Where it oh, was that Sammy was hilarious, bro. Together. You know why? Because all it fucking was was uh, MJF theme with fucking Sammy Guevara's vocals over it. Yeah. I could do that shit. I mean, good stuff. But that's why it made me laugh. Yeah, because it's meant like, to be cheap and dumb. Right, right, like, exactly. You know, MJF isn't meant to be a musical genius. He just... <laughs> fucking cool? It's fucking stupid, but entertaining, no less. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the, 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 the match starts off with the heels getting their comeuppance early, which I don't like. I always think it's better if the heels dominate early. But anyway, um, it, it can also work, though, you know, if you've got the faces who out wrestle the heels until the heels cheat and then the cheat and then the heels can get their heat that kind of thing that's fine too um yeah anyway the faces i thought dominated for a little bit too long uh the heels did start cheating which allowed sammy sammy and max to to take over there was some clever heel stuff here as the scarf gets involved they're distracting the ref and choking the you know choking the baby faces Darby eventually uses the scarf against MJF, which is a good, uh, you know, good reversal of the the heels cheating. Uh, there were some good spots here in the match between Darby and Max. Who, I mean, I know they go. I know they're going with the Fatal Four Way. It really should be Max <sighs> and Darby. Yeah, like, I agree. Max, I've said Max that and too, Darby right. is 100%. a main event that you can put on TV. Um, but on pay per view, bro, main event. Not yet. I don't think. I, I really don't think that they've heated up Darby enough for it. But like, what? He? But but I will say that like the match that they had at Full Gear was the match of the night. From that's full when gear. you went there, right? That that yep. night. I yep. remember. No, when he won with the headlock takeover. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. That was good, but it wasn't they the called, main event. And they called back to that quite a bit in this match where. Darby kept going back to the headlock takeover and Max was getting increasingly frustrated that he was getting taken over with the headlocks. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Really, really good work here. Um, Max and Sammy eventually have some problems with communication. They both want the pin. Their issues allowed Darby to win with the coffin drop. So we're going to have a fatal four-way at the pay-per-view. Jimmy. 
Wow. You know, I was contemplating on paying for this pay-per-view. I'm not kidding. Contemplating. Because mm. I think I got free credits again for being an AEW Plus member. I know. I know. Shoot me now. But you get free credits, which is cool, right? So you can get pay-per-views for free. Like, use those credits. That's but cool. I don't even... Th- that is cool. But I don't think it's even worth that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't want to waste my credits. I mean, what else are they really building on this card? Actually, what else are they building to this pay- What's I don't the even tag know. Team match? Uh, is it what tag team match? Like FTR's got to be defending the oh, tag Oh yeah, titles, right? yeah, yeah. FTR against oh, who was it? Oh no, against J- Jeff Jarrett and fucking and Jay Lethal. They're building to that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not a fucking pay per view. Ridiculous. No, nah, but uh, they've managed to cool off again. FTR, sorry to backtrack, but you brought up a point. Yeah. FTR signed a new four-year contract, correct? Yep. They win the tag belt straight off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. How uneventful do they feel right now? Like they're completely cold. Completely ice cold. Ice cold to the point where last week when they turned up, the crowd didn't fucking react to them, bro. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's bad. Yeah, and it doesn't take much. Like I said, you don't have to have a fucking match every single night, but have them do something and not not the fucking hokey shit that they had the other night where, oh, we're going to interview FTR. Oh, but you know what? I've got a video to show you of, of Mark Briscoe getting jumped earlier by, I guess it was the fucking varsity athletes. Is that? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then they're like, oh, no, we better go find him. And he's 15 feet away from them. Like, It's dumb, bro. Uh, it's dumb it's dumb uh, extremely dumb so there's your matches so far four way for the world title your main event mind you at double or nothing and the tag titles being on the line with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal against FTRs honestly I wouldn't hate if Jarrett and Lethal actually won those tag bouts I'd be all for it but they won't unfortunately but I'm just saying so in saying that we've got a piece week build but back to the match that we're talking about now the main event dude during the commercial breaks which you probably didn't see man i've got to give mjf some credit here man he made me laugh dude he was giving it to the fans bro to the point they got on the mic during the commercial right and just giving shit to the fans he was even doing the ravishing reboot fucking uh you know the the whole fucking you know he was you know, gyrating yeah. gyrating his hips right calling everyone a bunch of sweat hogs that shit fucking made me laugh like, and that was during the commercial, so that was actually cool, right? And, you know, he, he was just healing it up, dude. But there was too much of grabbing onto the waist and head being too close to the crotch area, bro, between these two. I know it's a heel thing, a chicken shit heel thing to do, like an old school way. But, man, head to the crotch and they're kissing each other. It's a bit too, yeah. What up, Doc? If you know what I mean. Oh, yep. Chris. Oh, I thought you froze there for a minute, but you didn't. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I just... I didn't like that. It was too much of that going on. And I would have kept this going a little longer with Guevara and MJF to the point, build it all the way to the end, like to the pay-per-view. And that's when shit like the mega powers exploded. That's when you fucking have them like, you know, turn on each other, even though it's still a four way, you could have gone a different way in going about making this four way happen. Right? Yeah. You could have put in the tournament. I think you could have done something. Well, the tournament. That's so stupid. That's what stupid. I'm saying. The tournament but it was built as that. Fucking I know. But they still allowed it to happen. I know. 
and they shouldn't have. You're right. And right. but like you and you could do something. You're, you're right that you could do something really interesting with the fatal four way where it's like, OK, Max, they're like, OK, fine. They won. You know, they get a chance to, to, right. to whatever. But like, Sammy, you're still going to lay down for me. Right. And Sammy goes, yeah, of course. Of course, buddy. Of course I will. Right. And you have him go in there. He tries to lay down and. The faces at that point, you can have a totally different match than you've ever seen in a fatal four way. Yeah. The two faces are trying to keep Sammy from laying down for Max, right? And, you know, uh, Sammy goes to, to tap out right away when, let's say, he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just lay down and I'll pin you. So Max jumps on him. One, two, Darby jumps on top. Exactly. Right? And then, on. and then right. the referee's going, well, I don't know. And then Sammy has to kick out. Right. Cause well, I, I, I mean, I can't let him beat me. Right. <laughs> and, or uh, MJF's like, okay, I'm going to put you in my, in the, in the salt of the earth. And he puts the arm arm bar on, looks That'd like Sammy's great. about to tap out. And then, uh, jungle and then boy, fucks jungle it boy up. grabs right. him by the head or whatever. And then he can't tap out because <laughs> if I tap, I've tapped to jungle boy now too. So, you know, like you could have a really interesting match and at some point in that match, you could have a situation where, uh, you know, MJ, MJF is like standing there because they've laid out the bad guys and Sammy goes for a roll up right away or whatever. And then it's right. and then it's, hey, fuck you. You were going to lay down. Well, fuck you. I want to be world champion. Never mind. Let's have this fucking match then. And then you can go into it. But there's a lot of interesting things you could do with this match if you didn't already blow off the 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 angle already, already that Sammy now. and MJF were building. It's not even the fucking um the go home show. They this is a thing about AEW. I don't understand this. Have you noticed they blow their loads now within two weeks? In well, all their I feuds mean, pretty much. Listen man, we talked about this earlier. Like they blew they blew the fucking they blew the spot with the outsiders tonight. <laughs> yeah. On this exactly, same exactly show, the, like you said before. Spot. Same fucking deal. Exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. What happened there is exactly what we got now, right? In this main event. Yeah. Same shit. And like we were just saying, we just made a, a way more interesting story by what we were just saying. It's that simple. It's wrestling 101, Chris, right? It's yeah. that fucking easy. But not. Nah, they had to do it now, which is just dumb to me. So what are we going to get now? Like between now and double or nothing, everyone's just talking fucking baby shit to each other as we, as we get. I would have, like we, you were saying and I was saying, that blow off should have happened between Sammy and fucking MJF during that fucking match to the point where Jungle Boy and Darby are doing all they can to let, to not let MJF just win like that. It would have been a much more intriguing match. I would have actually looked forward to to that match because it would build a, a bit of intrigue bro yep there's no intrigue anymore i don't couldn't care less about this match now why when you just shot your load now yeah exactly and i've seen people say well you know of course they have to go with the fatal four-way because you know yes, like that's no fine yeah right exactly because because nobody's gonna believe like well i've i've seen like the reason why they didn't they had where that why they had to blow their load on this too was because you know oh no. like nobody's gonna pay for a pay-per-view where they think that sammy's just gonna lay down for mjf but that's not what was gonna that? happen though right yeah. and also that adds intrigue what do you mean Absolutely. nobody's gonna pay for that Fuck yeah but they're fools and those AEW mark tards that say differently no you're all fucking idiots. He's all wrong. You just don't get it. You don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't want to say that, but you prove to me every fucking week. 
look, now we're going to get called. I've been called a WWE shill now for the last. I laugh my ass off when I get called yeah. that. Like, really? And then there's other Mark Tards that call me an AEW shill. No, yeah, that's. Remember that like, recently, uh, bro? Recently, someone called me out as an AEW. And I started laughing. I'm like, clearly you haven't listened to our shows, period. No, it's like it's like uh, Jordan Peterson one day was talking <laughs> and he said, you know, it like in this week I have been called I have been called a a a Nazi fascist <laughs> and a Jewish shill in the same week. So you know that's awesome. It just means everybody fucking hates me, kind of thing. And I mean, listen, man, you're gonna get that right. Like the people on one side who cannot hear criticism are gonna say, well, you're you're just you you know. The people who can, who can't handle criticism are going to say, "Why don't you go back to your agent, uh, Nick, <laughs> to Khan. Nick Khan?" Right. right. Yeah. So, like, and Idiot. that's what you're going to get from each side. You're going to get people who who go like, and I see this on Twitter, right? I see people who even it's Twitter, now are going, specifically Chris. Yeah, Twitter's not the real world, but like, I see people on Twitter even now going, "Oh yeah, well, they sold sixty thousand tickets, but like, still, like, it's gonna, it's a, it's a failure." What are you talking about? If they no, sold 60,000 no, no, no. tickets, it ain't a failure. That's fucking great. That's, That's awesome. That's not a fucking failure, man. Hey, to they me, proved me wrong. Right. To me, business is business. You you sell enough tickets where you make your money back or it's a failure or it's a failure of a show. But like, that's a lot of exposure that they're going to get out of this too. Oh, like, you have yeah. to take all that into account. And if they really do sell out, that wow. is big. That is a big <laughs> fucking deal for pro wrestling and for That's AEW. huge, Chris. You know what I mean? It, it's huge. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I it's love bigger, it. It's bigger than everyone ever thought could have <laughs> anything been. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. I love your Trump impersonations, bro. Seriously, it, even the way we like, when you say huge, that's exactly yeah. how he says it, bro. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. But you're spot on, bro. You're spot on. Look, uh, they proved me wrong. I'm wrong. I was wrong. So, and I'm saying it right now. I was fucking wrong. I'll say it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But this is a success. 60K is fucking a success, bro. If it's, it's huge. Like you said, it, yeah. Congratulations once again. But freedom shit, and they're not going to turn up like that again. You know what I mean? So we'll see how that paper we get. If they don't have punk for that shit, they'll have punk. No, he, they have to. Back. They have to at this point. And he'll, and I guess it's safe back. to say collision is a thing now, right? It now sounds that, like it's definitely going through. It, and it also like they've quietly basically like canceled dark right, and elevation. And it seems like the plan is for rampage to now become the dark elevation of AEW. So, by the way, I wanted to tell you, like, I know, like, I'm saying this out into the ether and everything, but, like, dude, seriously, oh. can you please talk to the boss and see if we can get off of Rampage and onto Collision oh. when that happens? Because, like, I do not want to watch fucking the Ring of Honor crew have 15-minute matches on, on oh. Friday if I don't have You're to. lucky you don't watch Ring of Honor, bro. You know what's funny? We started a Channel Attitude Ring of Honor show, and guess what? We just couldn't Nobody go. Nobody listened. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't tell Bin we we're going to stop or anything like that. I told him, hey, you know what? We'll do, do you want us to do a Ring of Honor review? Blah, blah, He's like, yeah, absolutely. And then me and Jeff were like, I, 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 I was looking at Jeff. I go, Jeff, I can't do this, bro. I can't <laughs> fucking do this, man. Two hours of that shit is really feeling like five hours. Like yeah. for real, man. 
bad. I just can't. The only thing that I learned from that show that got that got me cheering only one time was the wrestler named Ben Dejo. That's ben it. Dejo. <laughs> that that popped me big time. That was the only fucking highlight for me on that show. So we quietly just stopped doing it, bro. And Ben hasn't said nothing. So I don't think it even matters at this point. So yeah, no. And you read my mind. I was gonna say that. I was I was gonna say the second that show is a is a is officially fucking announced i am gonna put my hand up right away actually i'm gonna say it maybe tonight i'll text him tonight and say dude if collision is a sure thing i'll i want us to be the guys that does that you know what i mean yes please please because so, i mean yeah. if you're gonna give me a show where like the headliners are cm punk and ftr i'm there i oh, like fuck yeah You'll, I, I won't I won't go as far as to say that I'll be Simon Miller positive, but I'll be uh, don't, way please. more fucking positive than I am. You and Wrestle Talk, bro. <laughs> I can't stand Simon Miller for fuck's sake. Uh, but anyway. I, I like I like I like Miller. Uh, Miller seems like he's legitimately just a happy motherfucker, but like too happy, bro. He's never upset. Never looks upset after watching yeah. shit. No, there's definitely times where you're like, oh, Simon, come on. <laughs> Come on. Talk about shields. I mean, nah. nah that look, got enough. That well, got enough. The UK fans actually fucking eat this shit in, bro. For they, real, they, they love yeah, it, the man. UK, the they UK really is do. a lot more. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the UK is way more in love with professional wrestling than, than any country in the world right now, bro. I feel. I mean, the Canadians really love WWE, though. I feel like the, they the turn Canadians, up for WWE. The Canadians really love good wrestling, which is exactly right. why. Which is exactly why the Canadians are as frustrated as they are right now. Because, like, where the fuck do we get good wrestling? Oh, well, you know what? Elimination Chamber. But I guess the fans made that show, though. That's the thing about you Canadians, bro. The one thing I always look forward to is shows in Canada. I really do. Because the fan base there and the UK are cool, too. But I I feel like the Canadians, they bring something else. I don't know what it is, that energy, bro. Yeah, they really a, fucking. You know what I mean? They really a huge come... amount of energy at Canadian shows, and also we get what the show is. So, right. like, I'll like I'll tell you, an, like I'll tell you a story. I think I told you this like after I had been to the show in Winnipeg. Um, uh, what's his name? Roberts. Oh, uh, Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts came come out come out, and he's like, "Oh, you know, uh, we're we're about five minutes mm-hmm. out. You know, how's everybody feeling today? Right?" And he's like, "He's getting the crowd excited, that kind right, of thing, right?" right? You know, he's doing the MC thing. He's and being he says, the fluffer. Like, right. And he says, like, oh, <laughs> like, uh, how many people are, are here to – how many people are here to uh, to cheer on Chris Jericho? And Yeah, right. How many people are here to cheer on uh, Kenny Omega? Yay. And he goes – and he kind of chuckles, and he's like, how many people are, are here to cheer on MJF? And huge response, right, as big as, as Jericho and Kenny got. In a right? positive way? In a positive way. Wow. And he, he, so much so that he went, wow, really? <laughs> like, usually because we Because they only love get... good fucking wrestling and characters. So, he says, so he, says, he says, usually we only get that reaction in Long Island. That's surprising. But when MJF came out, the crowd booed him. Because they knew. They're on television. Because they're doing the respectable thing. What's supposed point, to happen? Right? right. He's a heel. We love him. But we're supposed to hate him. And that's going to get him over better. That, that's that's a good the crowd. crowd is in Canada. Right. That's how it should be. Not not these Mark Tards that fucking take over shows now, right? And just yeah. do whatever the fuck they want, right? 
then that's why I love Canadian fans because they respect professional wrestling and totally understand when like they weren't on television yet so they cheered right that's them being honest yep. Yep. but when it came to the wrestling they kept the kayfabe dude yep. like you know once television was on boo because they knew that's what they supposed to do that's what gets him over yeah exactly. because that's what he is he's a fucking heel right? not and, a baby face and anytime and anytime like i know like people will say like bizarro world about toronto shows right but <sighs> you watch how the crowd reacts in toronto and that is how wrestling fans actually feel. So they boo John Cena in Toronto because right. fuck John Cena. Not now. Yeah, well, now they would cheer for him, right? He's but like when that he was now, right? Right. But when it was, but it, when it was, you know, the era of the era of Lowell Cena wins, you could not get a positive reaction out of it. That's out of a, a crowd different scenario because right, it was right. fuck you, John. We don't yeah, yeah. like you, and that was actually how wrestling fans felt. Or, and the same like, with Roman Reigns too. Right. Or like when uh, when Mania was going or or, or like uh, Dolph Ziggler oh, used to get and Hogan Rock electric reactions. Hogan Rock. That was not supposed to go that way. I Hogan love was that. Bro. Not supposed to turn face in that match. No, there wasn't. Was no. no fucking way. He wasn't. As a because, matter of fact, because the Toronto crowd was like, no, no, no. This is the right booking. I felt bad. We're gonna for the show rock, you the right, right fucking right, booking right. here, and it should have been Hogan at one. I don't care what anyone says. Everyone knows Hogan should have gone. They should have improvised right there, and you could tell by looking at both of their faces. They're like, "Oh shit, yeah. we weren't expecting this." You know what was even more graded, bro? The next night from that mania, bro. Right? You know, in two thousand and two, what was it? WrestleMania eighteen. As a matter yeah. of fact, the next fucking night they were in Montreal, bro. And when fucking Hogan came out as Hollywood Hogan still, yep. he had one of the loudest fucking pops yep. I have ever heard in my fucking life, bro. Mm -hmm. It was giving me goosebumps. It, it was like, uh, I remember JR saying, it. You'd, you would have thought uh, it was a famous ice hockey player, bro, from the Canadians, old school. Forgot his name. Jean Beliveau. That's it. That's exactly who he said. He said that, right? It's like you would have thought that, you know, he was coming out like instead of Hogan, but it was fucking, and even the King was like, wow, this is amazing. Like the place is shaking. I kid yep. you not, bro. It was one of the loudest pubs I ever heard. That just should tell you something, man. You know what I mean? Canadian crowds, man. Fucking awesome. Fucking brilliant. And not Goldberg and Bret Hart. I know Bret is Canadian, so it makes sense, right? But that was a big fuck you, like to, to the system as well. Like it doesn't yeah. matter that it was Bret Hart there. That was one and of my favorite still, segments. That steel plate period. segment was just fucking brilliant. Listen, listen th and one of, the reasons, on that. one of the reasons why I always say like Brett is the best, it's because Brett was able to make so many moments that you will never forget. You'll I remember where I was watching that. that, bro, back in 99. That's how memorable that fucking thing still is to me. You'll never forget the steel plate, the, the steel plate segment if you, in if Toronto. you watched it. Okay. Right. You'll never forget Austin passing out in a pool of blood. Never. You'll never forget um, Piper's <laughs> Piper's shoulders being pinned to the mat while he was holding onto that sleeper hold. Like, oh god. You'll never forget the 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 fucking pop. Speaking of Wembley, when Bulldog finally pinned Brett. Like, oh yeah, you'll never forget those things, right? Brett was able to create so many moments where it was like, damn. That's how you do wrestling. And you know what? People call him selfish. Bullshit. He's one of the most unselfish professional wrestlers in the history of wrestling. Sure, 
He's a mark for himself. We can both admit to that. Yeah, we've always said that, right? Yeah, shit. He's a mark for himself, no doubt about it. But that guy knew, had put over so many guys, bro. Yeah. And, and made him look like a million bucks and knew how to put himself over at the same time. Yep, exactly. I remember watching a, I remember watching a fucking, uh, an interview with him about the match with Bulldog and Wembley. And he said, you know, the crowd was going nuts. And those people in England, they really thought that that was the crowning moment for Davy Boy. But I knew that was my crowning moment. Yeah, see Even what I mean? He lost. See what I mean? Exactly. 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 And it's true. Because from that point on, that's where he got his world title run after that, dude. Yep, he, he was made. made after that fucking match. He made both of them. Except Bulldog, you know, he was off his head, I think, that night, too. He was very strung up on drugs too that night. He, sh he showed up. He showed up on the night, and as soon as they locked up, the first thing he said was, "Brett, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm fucked, Brett. I don't like know what to do." <laughs> he couldn't remember any of the yeah. spots they had gone he was over. That he strung. couldn't. He didn't know. Like, and that was one match where, like, if you watch that match back, it's one of the only Bret Hart matches where you can honestly like see him telling Davy Boy what to do. And absolutely, Brett didn't do that. Like, Brett would talk to guys in the ring, but he would do this, where he would have his hand in front of yeah, his yeah. mouth. You never notice though his mouth moving though, like talking, no. like you do today, bro. Never. Yeah. Well, like we were talking on the fucking on the smack attack a couple weeks ago. Fucking Braun Strowman just like pointing people <sighs> to the corner. Go over there and hit me with a drop kick, and you're like, what the fuck, man. And they don't get reprimanded for this shit either. Yeah, so it confuses you, me. I guarantee you, if he would have went, I guarantee you, if that would have been like, you know, some you know alternate reality of fucking Stampede Wrestling, where Brett is now <laughs> is is now in the Stu Hart position, <laughs> Ron Strowman would have went back, and Brett would have been like, "All right, so I got you a ticket back home. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye bye." Oh man. Fuck that guy. I, I still can't stand Braun Strowman. But you're right, man. That's what's missing in today's fucking... There's very few that, that understand the art. MJF, MJF is one of them. Because yeah. he's a throwback, man. Really, he's a throwback to the chicken shit heel in every way. Right? But even he's not a master at it yet. He's still young. The point is, though, man, Bret Hart... I, I know we fucking say so much about him, but he had the best work punches in the game. I still think he's got the best work punches. Period. Even his kicks, his style of kicking was so good. I know, look, the way he made it look real good is he'd stomp with one leg on the canvas and kick at the same time, which made it look even better, right? And it just yep. the whole aesthetic of it. It's as simple as that, but no one, everyone likes to watch all these Bret Hart matches. Everyone loves to do Bret Hart shit in the ring, but they still can't even execute it excellently like Bret was. See what I did there? That's like Bret could. That was that's the legacy of Bret Hart. You can you can argue that like um, Ric Flair is the greatest champion of all time in professional wrestling. I'd say that's probably pretty in the south, given, sure. Given how many times he held the belt and how right. it, it was prestigious when it was around his waist, oh, Rick, Rick Flair was a great champion. One hundred percent. You can call Shawn Michaels Mister WrestleMania if you want to, right? Sure. He had he had really really excellent athletic matches at WrestleMania. But oh, the absolutely. most the most believable professional wrestler of all time, Bret Hart. It's true, man, and I don't want to sound like we're sucking his dick, but the truth is, 
look again that's he double swerve bro i know that's true <laughs> and look we're saying that we praise him but then we say that but it's true it's just he is who he is it's just yeah. that's brett right i mean yeah. it's like funny because owen hart was the total opposite of brett legitly like total opposite you think how the fuck are these two even brothers but in saying that as much as he would suck his own dick right he was just, he took his craft fucking serious, man. Yeah. And we don't have enough of those type of, of guys in today's fucking business. And we truly need them. We I need agree. these people. Listen, if the if the option for professional wrestling is we have a hundred more people like Bret Hart who take everything he does seriously, or we have a hundred people like Kevin Nash who don't take anything about professional wrestling seriously. Still take one of the biggest stars, though. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to shit on Kevin Nash, like, who was a good professional wrestler, but, like, if you if you say you can have 100 more guys in pro wrestling who have Bret Hart's attitude or 100 more guys who have Kevin Nash's attitude, give me the Bret Hart's. Well, guess what? Funny you bring up Nash because on his on recently on his podcast, click this, right? There's a cheap plug for him. He said his best match ever was against Bret, right, in your house. Yep, and one, two, because three. Because of how good Brett is. And there Stone Cold Steve Austin said there would be no Stone Cold without Bret Hart. And, <laughs> exactly. And Savio Vega said that in all of, of all of the people he's ever been in a locker room with, Bret Hart was the best leader. And Undertaker you know even I mean? said like, that too. And 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 right, like you, fucking Ken Shamrock almost quit. Um, Rick Fla Rick Rick Rude did quit. Mick Foley quit for a couple of days and had to be talked back into the company. Like, Bret Hart is a fucking magnificent professional wrestler. And if we could get more Bret Hart's in pro wrestling, the business would be so much better off. Uh, and you know what's even funny? He still, he shits on today's business, even though they all suck his dick. I mean, I mean, because he's not wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, like I said, man, we're not, yes, we sound like big Brett Marktards, but truth be told, he was that fucking good. You know what I mean? Sure, he wasn't the biggest draw in fucking wrestling, right? It's not even that. I mean, it's just, I mean, that that's a that's a thing where you have to fucking question. In the states, no. Show me somebody who sold more tickets in India. Show me somebody who sold more tickets in Germany. So me, show me somebody who sold more tickets in fucking France. Like Bret Hart was. <laughs> Huge South Africa, South Africa, Canada, you know, I mean, uh, facts are facts. You know, he even says himself, there was no bigger star. I know because he's a mark for himself. He said it himself. He, he said it in these words and I quote, I dare say I was the biggest star outside of America, man. Uh -huh. Like the biggest fucking draw. Like, and I, it's hard to argue that that fact. Yep. You know what I mean? It sure is. You know what isn't hard to argue though is that it's super fucking late right now, and um, true, we should go too much Brit talking, <laughs> and we should fucking wrap up the skirmish right. since that's Absolutely. what it's about. But uh, give us a give us a grade for tonight for tonight's show, Jimmy. An F. Yeah. Not for MJF. That's the first F I've ever. I hated this show, bro. I fucking hated it straight up. It, it is what it is. I said I'm it. gonna I'm gonna give this show an F plus. Uh, <laughs> I know that's not a real. No, that's not a real grade, but like, wow. it's like you Shit. failed, but like by like half a percent. Cause Ooh. I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to give that, that plus 
to like the only thing about this show that I liked, I loved, which is that thirty-second fucking video on the on the chicken farm. That <laughs> was it. so good. That, Everything that else was. Yeah. It was really that bad, dude. I don't know. Maybe it was me, but then I watched Rampage and I actually kind of liked it. Oh, right. Right. well. But anyway, I mean, everybody can hear us talk about Rampage uh, probably tomorrow. One hundred percent. Okay. Uh, well, actually, that'll be today now then, because it's oh, two yeah. thirty in the morning. Right. Um, and don't feel don't feel bad for me either, because Jimmy is constantly up at two thirty in the morning his time. That's my best time. Shows for us anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. no uh, no no pity party for me. Um, Jimmy, tell the people where they can find me. Well, you can find me right here on the PWC Network, where you can find all our shows, including the PWR, the Pro Wrestling Reflection, with the Professor Chabella Veracruz and Tommy Wonder. Also, Chris's shows in the you know the the Fast Center and uh, Jeff and whoever Garden of Doom and whatnot. Also, ChannelAttitude.com, like Chris said, where you can find us all talking AEW and WWE. So look out for that for t- tomorrow or today, sorry, with the Smack Attack and Uncaged, where we talk Rampage. And uh, also like and subscribe at hummingmediagroup.podbean.com for all our affiliate shows. That's about it. Please. Oh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Effects, and you can follow us at the PWC Network. Right on. Well, again, you can find me at basically all of the things that Jimmy just mentioned. I'm, I'm a part of most of the shows, most of the everything that Jimmy does. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. Um, you can go there and you can read my opinions on politics, pro wrestling, and whatever the hell else I want to talk about. Um, yeah, you can you can see us tomorrow morning. I I keep doing that. Not today you can see oh, us tomorrow morning. No, you can see us this morning um, oh, yes. for uh, for the Smack Attack, which will be on uh, ChannelAttitude.com and the Hami Media Group. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, you can see us next week when we are right back at this show doing the Wednesday night Wednesday skirmish. <laughs> Wednesday. Absolutely. Wednesday. On Wednesday. The Wednesday night skirmish on Wednesday. Maybe uh, that a phone has been a bit fucked, to be honest, man. And I can't yeah. always be bothered going to my pieces. So I'm glad like, you're texting Dee's phone, which is great. So, because I need, good. it has to be through that way for now. But anyway, yeah. yeah sorry. It's all good, bro. All right. Um, so anyway, that's been Jimmy T. I've been Chris Sams. You've been a wonderful audience. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. A bye-bye and a red. <laughs> bye-bye.
The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hollywood Hulk Hogan!
love you guys. To be honest with you, at WrestleMania, I expected a lot of things. I expected to have the greatest match in the world with Rock and for it to go down in history as the greatest match ever. I also expected that my NWO brothers, Nash and Hall, would respond. I expected them to respect my wishes and not interfere in that match with me and The Rock. I also expected to walk out of the ring at WrestleMania with my name etched in stone as the only icon of the WWF. And to be quite honest with you, I also expected to beat The Rock within an inch of his damn life. But there's one thing that I didn't expect. I didn't expect at WrestleMania, 70,000 people would stand as I came out the aisle and stick with me each and every step of the way. And that they did. And it was unexpected, but it happened. And I also didn't expect 70,000 people to chant Hogan. Hogan, Hogan. And for that, I want to thank each and every one of you out there. But I got to be honest with you. There is one more person I gotta thank, and that's The Rock. It takes two to have a great match. You know, Rock, I gotta admit, when I came to the WWF, I came here to take you out. I came here to embarrass you, Rock. And just like everybody else that got into the path of Hulk Hogan, I was going to run wild all over you, Rock. When we were in Chicago a couple weeks ago, and I ran you over with a semi, I thought I'd never see you again, but you came back. And then last week in the tag match, when I got you right in the center of the ring, hit you with a boot, dropped the leg, and I put a one, two, three, right on your candy ass. I didn't expect you to come back. And then at WrestleMania, Rock, in front of 70,000 people, as they were screaming my name, I stole the energy from each and every one of those people at WrestleMania. And as I started hawking up, Rock, as I got in your face and I hit you with a boot, I hit you with a leg drop, not only did you come back and kick out, you turned the tide on me, and you beat me for a one, two, three, right in front of all those people. It was an amazing sight. Well, Rock, 
I gotta admit, you beat me right in the center of the ring. And since you beat me right in the center of the ring, Since you were man enough, Rock, to beat me right in the middle of the ring, I was man enough to walk over and shake your hand after the match. That was a moment, JR. Unbelievable. But there's one more thing I gotta say. I just want you to know, Rock, it might not be, it might not be today. The it might not be next world. week. But someday, Rock, Hulk Hogan and The Rock are gonna square off one more time, brother. Oh, baby!
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.